City 97.3. More variety. The city is alive on 97.3. City 97.3. Accra. There can be no other 97.3. No need to change. Keep it tuned to City. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, my neighbor. Good morning to life. Good morning. Music. Talk. Inspiration. In perspective. Express yourself. Good morning, my neighbor. City FM, your station. It's a refreshing lifestyle. City FM. 97.3 
24 minutes past the hour of six. Benjamin Dube calls this one El Shaddai Adonai. The all sufficient Lord and Master. Welcoming you to the Wednesday edition City Breakfast Show. Hashtag CTCBS. The Almighty, the All Sufficient One, the Mini Breasted One, the One who has no needs, who meets all needs, is also Adonai, means His Lord, His Master, His King. Starting off the show on the wings of this great song and getting straight into business sense for the morning. Come on, 
value yesterday but live in today you can't spend time living backwards nobody drives by constantly looking in the rearview mirror there are days the rearview mirror helps you to make certain important maneuvers but yesterday ended last night so get on with it whether you succeeded or you failed the greatest detriment to tomorrow's success is today's success <laughs> and sometimes the greatest impediment to today is yesterday's excellence so you must get your focus straight on what you can do today value yesterday but live in today respect what you did yesterday but be true to what is to be done today because you are only as good as your most recent program so today's program is the program we have to focus on today's task today's accomplishment so value yesterday but live in today business has brought to you by adb placing great value on your financial freedom with a special personal loan top-up to help you meet those pressing needs in difficult financial times call 059384-4898 or 059384-5845 or visit any of our branches adb truly agree can more Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3. Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973. And Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973. With the hashtag CityCBS. doesn't have to be long oh, yeah. to make a big impact his name is Tupac Shakur died at age 26 one of the greatest rappers ever made 630 City Breakfast Show getting on with the show yeah thank you for making the City Breakfast Show part of your morning routine all I see is racist faces misplaced hate makes disgrace to racist we under and the other point about Tupac is an education is not always 
what you think it is i mean the talent the gift the wisdom in some of these lines the prescience the prophetic nature of some of his, his words mm. it's a full house richard sky Godfred, Akotobu Afo, also known as GAB. Weku Mensa. And Nathan Obodakwa all in the house. News reviews next brought to us by Total Energies. Now, a poorly maintained car engine can age faster. And I think this is true for even a poorly maintained human being. You don't maintain your body well. You can age faster. We all need age resistance technology. And thankfully, Quartz Engine Oil has this to help your engine perform optimally. Improves protection against mechanical wear by up to 74% under extreme temperatures and pressure. Choose Quartz from Total Energies. It's the engine oil that keeps your engine running efficiently and effectively. So yesterday, Goffrey was giving me some education on classes of stardom. <laughs> so, so, so apparently, some people are like, um, like mini celebrities. Some are like stars. Some are just personalities. Yeah, some are some are like personalities, and then yeah. some are like stars. Mm-hmm. Then some are superstars. Yes. And are then some stars. are mega stars, mm-hmm. and then some are icons. Mm-hmm. So apparently. Uh, like in the Ghanaian pop culture, yeah. Reggie Rockstone is an icon. It's an icon, means he's but gonna. <laughs> uh, then he said, uh, Sarkodie is a, it's a mega star. Uh-huh. So he and Stoneboy, like, they are stars in the mega sphere. Okay. Okay. Then you and I, we, we are, we are personalities. We are the people. <laughs> we the people. We like it, like we, we are personalities. Yes. Yeah, yeah, we are personalities. So yeah. I think football is where you can really do it. So mm. Maradona and Pele are icons. icons. Mm. Uh, Messi and Ronaldo. They will become icons. Become a, yeah. No, they are almost there. Okay, so so <laughs> Haaland is a superstar or mega star. Haaland is, uh, he has, I think Haaland is is pushing superstar. He's a superstar. Yeah, he's pushing superstar. So the mega star, no, Charlie, you can't get there like that. They are not that No, 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 no. So in Ghanaian football, Abidepele is an icon. Of course. Okay, In African football, what is he? Still an icon. Still an icon. Okay, mm. but in world football, what do they consider him? Still an icon. Okay. So I think I'm. Getting, you should be doing this more often. <laughs> yeah. I think it's, it's, help, it's helping me. Yeah. Yeah. Then I'll tell you. Okay. But so in boxing, Azuma is an icon. On um, there's a, a big fight upcoming. Mm-hmm. Javonte Davis mm-hmm. and Ryan Garcia. Mm-hmm. Big big fight. Mm-hmm. There's a program called All Access. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, if they show you the gym mm-hmm. that Jav- uh, Javonta is training in, yeah, on the ones that like the way you are sitting here, yeah, the backside of the gym, mm-hmm. there's only one image. Azuma Azuma Nelson. And where is this guy? He's in America. Wow. Oh, so, oh, no, Azuma, Charlie. No, Azuma, Charlie, Azuma, Azuma, Charlie, Azuma. I, I know about. You know, Azuma in the, back in the day, you know, yeah, not, yeah, you know, Azuma. Yeah, tell yeah, his, yeah, the one tell his, I'm a, bring me that girl. <laughs> yeah, yeah, girl. I'm mine, yeah, Charlie. No, this is good. This is good. So, good morning to yeah. the, the champ, yeah, yeah, Professor yeah. Azuma Nelson. Mm, mm. Yeah. But Jimmy Quiz in the movie in the film. <laughs> He's a personality. There are a couple of personalities on the front page of Anis. <laughs> 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 
Stop fooling. <laughs> Farmer, 39, to die by hanging oh, for murder in 2017. Okay. Um, you know, we've not killed um, anybody by judicial order uh, for a long time now. Uh, but the Ghanaian Times says that somebody is to die. Um, let's fight corruption nationwide. Apostle Nyamiche to Christians. Permanent arbitration court suspends $30 million case against Ghana following ages objections and tourism ministry targets 1.2 million tourist arrivals in 2023 front page of the daily graphic don't create tension in country peace council to party political actors comes with a photo of reverend dr ernest edujemfi he's the chairman of the national peace council and then be emphatic with economic turnaround efforts this is coming from sam jonah okay tourism ministry develops more sites uh, according to the deputy tourism minister mark okreku mante and accra host world book capital Ooh. on april 24. let me take you to the finder big story says rapidly set up creditor committee for ghana the u.s treasury secretary jenna yellen is appealing um to the powers that be also uh, shippers others told to patronize ecobank's payment services also global economy will be anemic according to the imf and dr baumia to address harvard africa development Com conference later this year the front page of the republic press says dufo shakes northern region brian rattles ndc uh, party activists divided as busybody lawyers run to igp let me take you to the chronicle promises by politicians mahama speaks with forked tongue also we are told that akufado opens accra world book capital on april 24 and um, a story here that says the minister woos investors for 120 million dollar uh, dollars to retool the gbc front page of the graphic business help ghana shoulder debt burden imf pleads and it comes to the photo of kristalina georgieva and it does look like she's pleading mm -hmm. uh, so janet yellen is pleading kristalina <laughs> is also pleading mm, uh, people are waiting mm. it's all about the china man yeah oh, yeah mm. yeah yeah and then first corporate bond on gse oversubscribed okay let me take you to the new publishers uh, the, the, the new publisher says this morning that John Mahama gives prophecy. God has shown me 2024 results. I won Presido big time. Also, Baumia addresses Harvard Africa Development Conference and Jubilee House staffer retracts uh, altered video of Asedu Nketia. All right, going on licensingnewsroom.com. Gold for oil, a possible cause of Goyle's petrol shortage. This is COPEC. Also, next NDC government will complete all abandoned projects, according to Mahama. Bondholders are petitioning the president over non-payment of matured bonds. Mm -hmm. And then Yamin is asking if Ibaomiya actually lives in Ghana. This okay. is in reference to high cost of living. Okay. Uh, those are citynewsroom.com stories. Business news in Koranza, Omanhini urges informal sector to embrace tier 3 pension scheme. And then cyber analysts retrace calls for banks to safeguard data of customers and then Copec is worried over fuel shortages at some girl stations. Mm. Major Online is leading this morning with IMF lowest Ghana's growth rate to 1.6 percent for 2023. Also, there's a story that has come and gone, sort of people keep rebutting it, but it keeps coming up that UK red list Ghana Nigeria for health workers recruitment. Also, uh, NDC petition CID IGP over by the champions comments. And then uh, Ghana's bilateral creditors set to clear way for three billion 
dollar IMF bailout. This was from yesterday. Now, the international business press is reporting that China and World Bank are exploring solutions to debt distress deadlock. This is the Bloomberg's lead story. And I believe Ghana is part of that conversation. And let's get into the details this morning. Okay, um, so where are we taking off? We're doing IMF or? Yeah, I think that's still the story. They are looking for ways of okay, getting the deal done of the graphic at the spring then. meeting. Help Ghana shoulder debt burden. IMF, please. That is a big story. Yes, from Maxwell Akalari Adomila. He's in Washington. Mm -hmm. Hey, Maxwell. It's a big man. The International Monetary Fund has doubled down on its plea to wealthier nations to support Ghana and other weaker economies to help such countries extricate themselves from the shackles of debt. Yeah. The call has also the call also comes at a time when the fund has seen a 1.6 billion dollar shortfall in its funding in the face of the seemingly global economic crisis, where funding to debt distressed countries was at its highest. Speaking out of the IMF and World Bank spring meetings in Washington, Kristalina Georgieva, mm -hmm. who is the uh, president of the bank, mm -hmm. uh, uh, who's the managing director, sorry, said the fund and wealthier countries needed to make it easier for vulnerable ones to restructure their debts to help minimize the effects of the debt crisis on lives and livelihoods of their people. Mm -hmm. Now, with regards to uh, Ghana's uh, debt, there's ongoing conversation. It says, although discussions with some bilateral creditors under the G20 Common Framework are underway, talks with China, which mm -hmm. holds $1.9 billion of Ghana's debts, have dragged fueling doubts over the country's ability to secure a package before May. The IMF MD said such delays to debt restructuring requests were costly to the countries and the global economy in general. She said, quote, I wish to make a double plea on their behalf. Help them to handle the burden of their debts, which has been made so much harder by the shocks of the past years. And secondly, help ensure that the IMF continues to be in a position to support them in the years ahead. Start with debt, she pleaded. Meanwhile, the World Bank and China are exploring solutions to debt distress deadlock. This is the Bloomberg story coming from the same event. China and the World Bank are exploring compromises over how to restructure billions of dollars of debt held by poor nations, so-called, seeking a long-sought breakthrough that could unlock desperately needed aid. Discussions on Wednesday in Washington during the World Bank and IMF spring meetings are aimed at ending a deadlock among the world's biggest creditor nations on how to renegotiate several poorer nations' debt, which had become unsustainable amid surging inflation and the stronger dollar. Meanwhile, we are being told that there is a need for us to rapidly set up creditor committee uh -huh. for our country. Elvis Daco is not reporting from Washington. He's right here in Accra. And the story, I think someone should take him to Washington. No, he's in Kanda. Yeah, Just right. writing the story. <laughs> so the story yes. says... U.S. Secretary of um, the, the Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen mm -hmm. um, had uh, called for a rapid establishment of a credit committee for Ghana mm -hmm. and completion of debt treatment for the Zambia. Now, according to her, there is a considerable room for improvement in the international debt restructuring process. Mm -hmm. now, during her recent visit to Ghana, uh, Vice President of the United States of America, Kamala Harris, pledged the commitment of a country to engage the Paris Club um, on behalf of the Republic of Ghana. She made a call at a press conference as part mm -hmm. of the 2023 International Monetary Fund World Bank um, annual spring meetings in Washington, D.C., mm -hmm. in the United so States. So he's in Kanda, peeping in. Keeping in through Washington. Yeah, and then also we are told <laughs> that no, the global economy will be anemic, according to the IMF. And let me give you two paragraphs of that story. 
the International Monetary Fund has uh, trimmed its 2023 global growth outlook slightly as higher interest rates cool activity. However, the group warned that a severe flare-up of financial system turmoil could slash output to near recession. Right. Still on the economy, I'm talking about debt restructuring and creditor committee. Mm. Bondholders are petitioning the president over non-payment of matured bonds. This is citynewsroom.com. The Coalition of Individual Bondholders Forum has petitioned the president, Anna Kufuado, over the non-payment of matured bonds that were not tended mm. under the domestic debt exchange program. In a petition, the coalition made up of the Ghana Individual Bondholders Forum and Individual Bondholders Association of Ghana say they are sad that despite several assurances by the government, it had failed to honor the payment of the matured bonds totaling 1 billion CDs. Mm. And they then quote some key parts of the statement in the story mm -hmm. that uh, they had had to resort to a petition uh, because of the continuous non-payment of old bonds due. Mm -hmm. And that you, the President, Your Excellency, have been categorical in your assurances of payment to individuals who opted to trust your government and invest in bonds. Unfortunately, contrary to your professed honor, honorable position, government has since the completion of the DDEP failed to honor five mm -hmm. out of the eight payments due under the old bonds, totaling about one billion CDs for individual bondholders. Well, Sam, Jonas says that the government must be uh, empathetic with economic turnaround efforts. Uh, that's on page 20 of the Daily Graphic. He's the Chancellor of the University of Cape Coast. Mm. And it says, uh, quote, um, this situation has fostered a growing sense of uh, hopelessness and helplessness, particularly among our youth and development, which has the potential to undermine the security and stability of our nation. Mm. Let us work collectively to create opportunities for our youth and build a future that is filled with promise and prosperity. Mm -hmm. All right. Now, Sky, come to your Well, other I stories. mean, Ghanaian still talking about the finance issues mm -hmm. that are affecting all of us. Mm. Page 11 has a story directed at Christians. Mm. Uh, Lest fight corruption nationwide. Mm. This is coming in from Apostle Nyamiche to Christians. And the story is from Daniel Jirasa in Sunyaya. says, the chairman of the Church of Pentecost, Apostle Eric Nyamiche, has urged Christians to be guided by the principles of the word of God to minimize the incidence of corruption in the country. Now, he noted that for Christians to live above reproach, they must always live by the truth of the word of God and not let their thoughts be influenced by money and material things to engage in tendencies that could affect the progress and development of our country. Meanwhile, the, the Peace Council uh, man is speaking in graphic. Mm -hmm. Godfrey, I don't know if you saw the story. Yes, that's on the front page of the Daily Graphic. Uh, since we are entering uh, the halls of politics, mm -hmm. it says that the National Peace Council has cautioned political leaders to be mindful of comments they make in the public which have the tendency of creating tension and affecting the peace of the country. Quote, let's be careful with what we say and how we say it to ensure that it does not bring instability and unnecessary tension into the country. That's from the chairman of the National Peace Council, Reverend Dr. Ernest Edu Jemfi. He was speaking to the Daily Graphic and um, he says it has come to their attention uh, via several videos and audios that uh, a lot of the political actors are seeing a lot of things that will not help the country. Meanwhile, the NDC has uh, written to the IGP mm -hmm. and they are asking for Mr. Bani Champon to be invited. Mm. Yesterday, the, Mr. Ibrahim Maliba, who is one of the uh, leaders of the NDC legal team, spoke to Eyewitness News. So the story says the legal team of the NDC has petitioned the Criminal Investigations Department to immediately arrest and prosecute MP4 Abitifi and Minister of Open Agriculture Bani Champon. The petition follows some comments made by the minister during the Easter period at Impraeso in the Eastern Region. Mr. Champon addressing party supporters at Impraeso on Saturday 
April 8th said the governing MPP will never hand over power to the opposition NDC in 2025. Now, the Director of Legal Affairs of the NDC, Abraham Maliba, described the statement by Bernie Champon as an affront to the Constitution and a threat to the security of Ghana. Speaking to the press after the petition to the Ghana police on the matter, Mr. Maliba stressed that the police must arrest Mr. Champon immediately. So they said they are waiting to see if the police will do that. Let me stay with politics for you quickly. Mm -hmm. uh, on the NDC side of things, uh, former President Mahama is in the Eastern region. He has begun his campaign. Yep. He's been speaking to delegates. Uh, Dr. Kwabna Dufour is in the Northern region. Mm -hmm. And if you go to the NPP side of things, on page 9 of the Daily Graphic, uh, Dr. Uswe Friakoto says he's relying on the goodwill of farmers mm -hmm. to see him through. Okay. Wonderful. Well, let's stay with politics because uh, in the Chronicle, we are told that the Upper Dentra West NDC is in disarray over questions disqualification. Nana Benying Jojo Emisa reporting from that part of uh, the country says the NDC in the Upper Dentra West constituency, the central region, is in complete disarray following the disqualification of Mr. Ebenezer Quason by the Regional Vetting Committee. Mm -hmm. According to trustworthy sources within the party, Mr. Quason was disqualified based on some flimsy excuses uh, by the Vetting Committee. Now, the Chronicle was reliably informed that the Vetting Committee members allegedly prevailed on Mr. Quason to step aside or down uh, so that the incumbent would go unopposed. As mm -hmm. part of pleas for Mr. Quason, uh, if he agrees to step down, there will be a refund of all monies that he had to spend that far mm. on his... Now, let thing. me take you to the petroleum sector. COPEC is worried about fuel shortages at Gulf stations, and some analysts are attributing this to the gold for oil deal. Okay. Now, City Business News is reporting that the Chamber of Petroleum Consumers is urging Goyal, a prominent OMC, to resolve its supply issues as some customers have been left stranded at their outlets across the country. Mm. Now, City Business News has confirmed that this situation has persisted for several days, with some stations in the northern part of the country displaying no fuel signs at their premises. Now, Duncan Amwa tells City News that he's concerned and that checks by its outfit also show that the challenge is due to the gold itself not being able to gold itself not being able to get enough stock of the specific products that they have put at their forecourts. Mm -hmm. Then a follow-up story, COPEC is now saying that the gold for oil is possibly the cause of the shortage. Mm. The same chamber, same person speaking, is saying that um, the gold for oil policy has disrupted the market and may have caused the shortage. Mm -hmm. If you're asking uh, cash for gold for oil products, when the other traders could simply bring them products on credit, mm -hmm. you simply lead to market distortion. Mm -hmm. I will not be surprised to see that at some point we will abandon the program altogether mm -hmm. because... It probably might not be bad if you look at the premise of it trying to save Forex, but as to whether the module will work is a different issue. So, Duncan Amwa mm -hmm. speaking on this matter. Well, that's a very important thing we must watch. Mm. Bernard, but let me take you uh, to the Chronicle, back to the Chronicle. There's a story, not a story, it's actually an editorial, which is saying that the UK government hit the nail right on the head. Our health professionals must stay. It's linked with a headline yeah, you read much there's earlier. There's a story here about that. UK Red List Ghana, Nigeria yeah. for health worker recruitment. You know that the UK has been coming under fire over the last couple of uh, months over how it is aggressively recruiting you know, health professionals from you know, poorer nations, <laughs> including... <laughs> but, pay, but pay the people well here. <laughs> Well, that is the, what that is one side of Who it. Is, what's the but the other side is we cannot compete effectively on the international labor market uh -huh. if we are going to go toe-to-toe -to -toe with, with the uk the US. Way, but do, and they're recruiting our professors and they're recruiting our footballers and they're recruiting our doctors 
when do, when nurses go and pick it, when when nurses when when, no, no, when nurses go and pick it at the Ministry of Health mm-hmm. after they've done their schooling, yeah. and they, they send police to go and chase them away from there, mm-hmm. why wouldn't they go to the UK and work? Well, that's one side of the issue. So we we'll talk to our people, but the fact is also <laughs> that yeah, I don't see what is wrong no, with no, it. No, the no. people send we need the nurses. Ghanaian Ghanaian <laughs> professionals in in the Western world or wherever <laughs> sent almost four billion dollars in re- re- uh, remittance last year yeah that you are using to pay school fees mm-hmm. in dollars mm-hmm. and build houses and things mm-hmm. so you are here complaining that uk is recruiting people yeah but better as as have they come to complain to you that they don't want to go but, there but, but the health system is tr- struggling so we should we, we should train more nurses uh-huh. and p- look we have an advantage in having a lot of universities mm-hmm. we can have special facilities to train nurses that will work in our facilities but here. we are not there yet so the little that we have we should keep let the- me read a story for you <laughs> uh, this is on my journal it says uk red list nigeria ghana for health worker recruitment and the story says ghana is now among the list of 54 countries that should not be actively targeted for recruitment by health workers and social employers social mm-hmm. employers in the uk mm-hmm. the announcement was made by the uk government in this revised code of practice for the international recruitment of health and social care personnel in England. Mm. The code states that some developing countries such as Ghana, Cote d'Ivoire and Nigeria should not be targeted when actively recruiting health or care professionals. In a release on NHS website, the UK government explained that the listed countries have a UHC service coverage index that is lower than 50. That's what you're talking about, mm-hmm. investor health care. Mm-hmm. And a density of doctors, nurses and midwives that is below the global median of 48.6 per 10,000. Mm-hmm. The government UK government added that the list is based on the WHO workforce support and safeguard list. Yeah. So basically, we don't have enough, so yeah. they shouldn't target us. Mm-hmm. Oh, but the professionals want to be targeted. Now, some of the countries... They will make themselves available. Now, yeah, that's the thing. Now, <laughs> if you don't now, target, they will make themselves available. This is, the, this is the key. The list doesn't prevent individual health and social care personnel from independently you. applying to health and social care employers exactly. for employment in the UK on their own accord and without being targeted by a third party such as recruitment agency yes. or employers. Now, the countries placed on a red list of no active recruitment are Afghanistan, if you even hear the countries, have Angola, mm-hmm. Bangladesh, Benin, Burkina Faso, Burundi, Cameroon, Central <laughs> African Republic, Chad, poverty so Chad, Comoros, <laughs> Congo, DR. Oh, my brother, uh, Cote d'Ivoire, and Ghana is in this list. Oh, Djibouti, <laughs> Equatorial Guinea, Eritrea. Oh, Chad, no Ethiopia, Gabon, Chale. Gambia. Then the Ghana is Chalanku in there. Oh, oh. Then Guinea, Bissau, Haiti, Kiribati, Laos, Republic, uh-huh. Lesotho, Liberia. Uh-huh. Charlie. And you know, recently, the Zimbabwe decided Charlie. to criminalize the process oh, please. where you, where, where a person is actively seeking to recruit. That, you see, that's Zimbabwe. not the answer. Not, which, uh, that was a wrong way it's, of it's, looking it's, at it. But history shows us that mm. you, you can't use a force to control what economics has created. You just you, 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 you criminalize, so you arrest all of them, put them in prison. So arrest the people who are courting and, them. And put them where? <laughs> well, in prison. Like so that like, so so is it better to be in UK sending pounds than to be in prison? No, see, like if somebody wants to be, I mean, what's the sense in that? <laughs> somebody wants to go to UK, then go arrest the person, put them in prison. Sometimes I wonder how they think for this. That's one way of looking at incentives. Pay the people well. That's true. 
explain the facilities. Yes, we should do them Sky, both. There are so many people who want to go to nursing school who can even pay school fees. Uh-huh. If we can even sponsor, look, I'm sure uh-huh. there are young people who want to enter nursing in Ghana uh-huh. who will be great nurses that we can train. Uh-huh. There are nurses who have graduated that the health system cannot absorb. That's true. If the UK is employing them, that they will send some pounds. Let's allow them to go and stop this holier than thou. We, they shouldn't go. We should balance it because, man, we are using all our money to train these people. Yes. And we were told recently from the war area yeah. that the, the whole place doesn't have even two doctors, only one, who is serving a, a population of about 30-something thousand people. Mm-hmm. After using a huge chunk of our GDP for, for, for training these, these people. I think there's an argument to be made for keeping these people here. And, and where a developed nation is seen to be actively recruiting these people, it becomes, you know, more like people want to but go it's their not, see, I think the way they phrase it is like they're actively recruiting. Mm-hmm. People are going. People are looking for visa. I'm, I'm, you see, it's not the UK is not doing anything. People are not doing anything. Sky, even if the UK say they will employ again, a Ghanaian will go there. And and go they are lying. He will go even scrub toilet. We are ready. Go fast. You have seen people here who are university. I met a guy in some shop. He's mm-hmm. a university lecturer from Nigeria. Mm-hmm. He was selling something in the shop. You know, so the thing is that we have to develop our space. I'm not saying that there shouldn't be any sort of mitigating factors. Yeah. Ghana itself says they are exporting nurses to Barbados. Yeah. So maybe there should be grace of training. And there should also be like a quota system to say, if within a certain facility you don't have X number, mm-hmm. you, may, you must be replaced. You mm-hmm. come up with something like that. So like maybe there's a specialist nurse. Mm-hmm. So you say, if you don't train two people to replace you, we will not approve for you to go or something. Mm-hmm. But this idea that it shouldn't go there, Charlie, it won't work. Japan. I'm sure your relative said one move. Meanwhile, <laughs> 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 let me take you to international quickly. Uh, yesterday, you read the story. Say Zambia have received some money yesterday from the yes, IMF. Yes, uh, uh, no, Burundi received 129 uh, well, million. Zambia also got 188 and they can't assess the money. Why? <laughs> because the creditors have not agreed on debt restructuring. Then I have a story that will interest you. Mm. Owning Twitter has been quite painful. Elon Musk tells the BBC. Painful wow. to who? To him. Yeah, okay. What, yeah. what, what is happening? The, the whole Twitter know they make sense <laughs> to him. Bye bye. Twitter boss Elon Musk has told the BBC that running the company has been quite painful and a roller coaster. Mm. However, the multi-billionaire entrepreneur also says he would sell the company if the right person came along. Mr. Musk, who also runs a car marketing company, Tesla and rocket firm SpaceX, bought Twitter for $44 billion in October. Mm. He was taking part in an interview on Twitter Spaces, which attracted more than 3 million listeners. Wow. As whether he had any regret about buying Twitter, Mr. Mas said, the pain level has been extremely high, but this hasn't been some kind of party. Wow. Uh, yeah. Well, no, but he should keep working at it. Um, but the blue tick won't pay. <laughs> that's that's the that one. Yeah, the the blue tick won't pay. Yeah, 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 yeah. But TikTok is doing so much damage to uh, them. So they're hemorrhaging quite a lot of adverts. Yeah. And the money and so please if you want to go to the uk let's talk eh? <laughs> but you should send us your comments yes, let's. should you stay well we can build ghana together just replace me just have a theory of replacement it's like for every three you can build two build so two. for every every at some level for every nurse or doctor who will leave there has to be an institutional sort of guarantee that yeah. there's somebody who's been mentored by the person. I, I but if the person is living at a lower level, so for example, if a normal ordinary nurse, mm-hmm. two, three years experience wants to go, I don't think that's a problem. Mm-hmm. I think the challenge is that there are specialist nurses mm-hmm. who we need that, that are living. And for those people, you can come with some arrangement. But it's also true that you have people who are teachers or who are professionals in other fields are leaving to go and do nursing, care jobs, Charlie, if they have, take care of old when are, these, when are you recruiting the, the lawyers? <laughs> I want to see something. <laughs>
Fast approaching seven o'clock. City uh, business news is next. It's brought to us by MTN and Goyle. And Nashika sees us here with the news. <coughs> yes, clear of truth. <laughs> People have been clear their truth before they rap, you know. So. <coughs> <laughs> it's very necessary. Good morning, now. Good morning, Bernard. Hello and welcome to the breakfast edition of the City Business News, proudly brought to you by MTN, Goyle, and powered by your most comprehensive business news website, citybusinessnews.com. Coming up, economist Dr. Patrick Isumin tasked government to prudently manage its finances as the Bank of Ghana indicated commitment to zero financing of this year's budget. And also, Chamber of Petroleum Consumers, COPEC, urges oil marketing company Goyle to resolve its supply challenges across the country. The details. The Bank of Ghana's recent announcement that it has reached an agreement with the Finance Ministry to commit to zero financing of this year's budget presents an opportunity for the managers of the economy to reflect on how the country handles, handles its financing issues. This is according to economist Dr. Patrick Isumin. The central bank's announcement is a precondition for the country to secure a fund program from the IMF. The move is also expected to trigger a disinflation path and downward trend in the policy rate, as well as restore the country's reserve buffers to at least three months of imports cover by the end of 2025. Dr. Patrick Isumin has been speaking to City Business News. In general, you, it doesn't sound like a great idea to restrict this kind of financing to the government because we know unexpected events may happen and you can get into a crisis period where you know you, you definitely need some form of bridge financing and you might fall on the central bank. But the way we have handled this, uh, the financing, the central bank financing of the government least much to be decided and you can understand why the IMF will insist on this because you know the central bank has been printing money for the government to spend and then turn around to raise the policy rate to mop up the excess liquidity further squeezing the private sector so i think you know the indiscipline of the government coupled with the inability of the central bank to assert its you know independence and refuse to bow to the government is the reason why the IMF has insisted on this let's be clear this is because the IMF is insisting on it it's because we need the government has no option than to get the IMF deal and it's doing all that it can in order to get the IMF deal. So it's, it's here because of the fiscal dominance that we have complained about and whether it will be sustainable or not. Like I said, I, I suspect that they might put a small clause somewhere that will allow the central bank to self-finance the government in case of emergency. 
Dr. Patrick Isumin is an economist. Now, an economist, Professor Gottfried Bobkin, says it is unlikely that Ghana will be able to meet the 16% inflation rate being forecast for it. International Ratings Agency Fitch Solutions is projecting inflation for Ghana to average 16.0 in 2024. However, it is forecasting inflation to average 37.6% in 2023, higher than the 31.5% recorded in 2022. The country's inflation levels spiraled in the last quarter of 2022 but has since seen a marginal decline. However, Professor Godfrey Bobkin says despite the slowing on inflation, it will be difficult for the country's inflation to drop to the 16% being projected. Probably we should be looking at maybe middle of May, towards the end of May for us to have the IMF program. The question is, with that five months or so that is lost with the program coming on board we'll be able to drag down inflation from 52.8 percent end of february 2023 to about 18.9 percent as captured in government budget of 2023 because the government is looking at reducing inflation to 18.9 percent end of uh, december 2023 now to drag down inflation from 52.8 percent to 18.9 percent over 12 months or practically seven months tells you the level of adjustment and trade-offs that we have to go through. So it looks more likely that we may not be able to hit that inflation target. One way of doing that would be the pressure that is being brought to bear on Bank of Ghana to keep the policy rate elevated Hmm. and probably towards 30%. We know the signal that the IMF has given in terms of not tolerating the monetizing of the fiscal deficit for Bank of Ghana. Mm-hmm. If they are able to do that, then there is considerable room for inflation to decelerate significantly. Achieving 16% 2024 looks more likely towards the end. Professor Godfrey Bobkin is an economist. Now, the Chamber of Petroleum Consumers, COPEC, is urging oil marketing company Goyle to resolve its supply issues as some customers have been left stranded at various petrol stations throughout the country. City Business News has confirmed that this situation has persisted for several days. In an interview with City Business News, Duncan Amwa, the executive secretary of COPEC, expressed concern about the situation, but remained hopeful that Goyle would rectify the challenge soon. If you are asking cash for gold for oil products, when the other traders could simply bring them products on credit, you would simply lead to market disruptions. I will not be surprised that at some point we abandon the program altogether because it probably might not be bad if you look at the premise of it trying to sustain the forex situation. But as to whether the module where you bring there's so much documentation in order to be able to buy the product. Before that, you also need to make available ready cash. The market does not operate that way. And those are some of the challenges uh, that we have envisioned the Gold for Oil program uh, could lead to. Market disruption is a natural thing, and I'm not sure the operators or the implementers would listen. But if they would, they need to tweak it a bit so that it suits the kind of market model. As to whether the kind of market model we also have, if you allowed uh, the operators now to pick products and give them 60 days or 90 days, they would all come back with payment. Your guess will be as good as mine. And that is why we think that uh, we would need to be very careful with that program altogether. 
Dankanamoa is the executive secretary of COPEC. Now, Polytang, a leader in the production of plastic water sorted tanks and packaging products in Ghana, has unveiled its newest range of tank, christened Sumu Super. The Sumu Super is Africa's first three-layer water shortage tank, available in nine vibrant colors to suit the preference of various consumers. Speaking during the unveiling ceremony in Accra, the executive director of Mohinani Group, Ashok Mohinin, Mohinani said the new tank is made of innovative technology which will ensure the safety of consumers. The product is revolutionary in its three-layer tank technology. The tank has an inbuilt antibacterial prop to help protect against algae formations and other microbes. It has UV stabilizers, can withstand all weather conditions and give a longer life to water storage tanks. The pop tank three-layer Sumo Super has unimaginable steadiness. This product is able to withstand a drop from 25 feet high without breaking or getting damaged. Let me say it's built strong to last strong. Over the years, our Cherish customers have asked us why our tanks only come in one color. We heard our customers, this is why we Sumo Tank Super is being introduced in nine colors. As well as you may well know, with over 300 distribution shops spread across every district in this country, this is a Sumo Super close to your doorstep. I therefore urge you to visit our dealers and our shops after today to get one for your home, offices and communities. That was the executive director of Mohinani Group, Ashok Mohinani. Now, on the interbank foreign exchange market where banks trade amongst themselves, the dollar remained unchanged and is selling at 10 cities 93 pesos. The British pound is selling at 13 cities 60 pesos. It recorded no price change. The euro is selling at 12 cities. It also recorded no price change. However, at some forex bureaus in the capital, the dollar is selling for 10 cities 95 pesos, while the British pound is selling at 13 cities 80 pesos, and the euro is selling for 11 cities 90 pesos let's now join Gillian Hammer of data bank for part two of the topic 10 tips for teaching your child about money as we focus on teaching our children about money we will cover another three tips today remember the first four were one appeal to different learning styles two consider their age in your approach three find and use key teaching opportunities and four speak in familiar terms Number five is teach one thing at a time. Focus each lesson on one key learning. For example, if you spend your money on this, you can't spend it on that. Then back it up with facts or a summary message. Number six is use memory aids. Finding ways to help your children remember their money lessons, whether it's an acronym or a list or a golden rule, can play a big part in making sure they take your teachings to heart. Number seven is use the spend, save, and give tool. Simply get three clear plastic containers and label each one with either spend, save, or give. Then anytime your child gets money, be it a birthday gift, an allowance, or something else, encourage them to share the money between the three containers. You can encourage your child to put 10% in the gift jar, and when it is full, it can be donated to church or a charity of their choice. The remaining money should be split between the spend and save containers. If your child is saving for something big, then he or she can place more money in that container. 
That was Gillian Hammer of Data Bank. And that's it for the breakfast edition of the City Business News, proudly brought to you by MTN, Goyle, and powered by your most comprehensive business news website, citybusinessnews.com. My name is Nashika Caesar. Have a good business day. Oh, no, no. Twelve minutes past seven. City breakfast show. But seriously, would would um, a ban or a restriction on the exodus of health professionals work, or any kind of professionals, teachers, plumbers, accountants, or whatever group? I think for now the big group is the nurses, and Ghanaian nurses are doing very well in not just the uk and the us but even in the caribbean whilst in the uk there are calls for a limit to what they consider to be the targeting of countries like ghana for professionals many health professionals actually want to go so if you're a health professional tell me what you think and if you look at the list ghanaian health professionals uh, in the top 10 of the nationalities, I think it's number 6 or 7 in the United Kingdom. So quite a lot of our people are working in the western part of the world. 0549986996. number again is 0549986996. Meanwhile, kickoff is brought to us by Lesheho. For over a decade, we've been supporting the investment goals of our customers with attractive solutions, with easy to access or with easy access to track your funds. We offer flexible deposit products for 91 day, 182 day, and 365 days. Open a fixed deposit account with us or call 0577-707700 and let's achieve your goals together. Lesheho, let's improve life. And Shell has given you a way to go further and save money with the Shell Fuel Save. Its triple action formula improves engine efficiency, prevents deposit buildup, and protects your engine from wear and corrosion. It gives you extra clean, extra protection, and extra savings. Switch to Shell Fuel Save today because extra kilometers go a long way. Benjamin Kitia is here with the sport. Good morning, Ben. Good morning, Bernard. Let's get into the headlines. And Ghana's Black Queens, they secured the win in the international friendly against Senegal at the Accra Sports Stadium. Manchester City, they thrashed Bayern Munich in the first leg of the quarterfinals in the UEFA Champions League tonight. Real Madrid take on Chelsea. Big game coming up. And in basketball, the Lakers, they secured a seventh seed in the Western Conference. <laughs> Let's 
get into the details now in Ghana's Black Queens they secured another win over Senegal with a single goal from Evelyn Bidou at the Accra Sports Stadium following their 3-0 win over the same team in a previous friendly match. Now the senior female national team they used these three games to prepare for the 2023 Wafu uh, B Cup of Nations and the 2024 African Women's Cup of Nations qualifiers. Black Queens head coach uh, Nora Haptel she expressed her satisfaction with the team's performance after the match. I think all in all, in the end, um, we deserve this victory. We also need to, to give the respect to Senegal. Uh, I mean, they just fight physically whatever they can. Uh, they, they hit, you know, the, the netto playing time <laughs> in, this, in the last game was maybe 40 minutes. So they, they take them the time on the ground and try to disturb our game. I think we, we had the, the patience also and we knew that we have quality. And in the end, sometimes you play not so beautiful, but you still win. And this is also a very big quality. So you have Black Queen's head coach Nora Hoptel speaking there. Let's get to some other stuff. And General Secretary for the Ghana Football Association, Prosper Harris Engado, has told City Sports that the association is committed to providing the Black Meteors with the necessary resources for adequate preparation ahead of the Under-23 African tournament in uh, Morocco. Now that tournament will happen in June. The team, led by coach Ibrahim Tanko, aims to qualify for the Paris Olympic Games next year, with Ghana hoping to make a return to the Olympics after 19 years. Years. Harrisonado expressed the association's determination to support the team to achieve their objectives. That is the quest. The quest is to qualify to the Olympics game. And so you will see that the technical team, the FA and everybody is geared up in terms of the preparations to ensure that uh, we present a good team, we give ourselves good preparations and be in the position to compete with the rest uh, of Africa in terms of the other uh, teams that will come. Uh, three st slots are available and then one, let's say, 50-50 slot. We want to take one of the three slots. Uh, 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 and so we must be ready. And like I said, immediately we qualified in Kumasi, the plans set off. And so um, the coaches know of this. They are monitoring the players. Uh, we, we, we are working very hard so that the players they will bring forward for us to get for the tournament. We would be able, through our engagement with their clubs, be able to get them so that they will have the best of preparations. So you had General Secretary for the Ghana Football Association, Prosper. Harris Enado speaking there. Let's get to some other stuff. And former Ghana player Gordon Atram has expressed his support for Inaki Williams to replicate his athletic Bilbao form for the Black Stars. Although Inaki is yet to score a goal for the Black Stars after switching nationalities from Spain, the striker recently scored a goal in Bilbao's La Liga win over Espanyol. In an interview with City Sports, Atram uh, expresses optimism that a 29-year-old will soon score for the Black Stars despite his recent goal drought. Inyake is a real professional player. He has been playing his Bilbao for, for very long now. The pressure that is happening is coming now. He knows about it, you know, and I'm very sure that he will try and make his own amends. But football that we have to know, football takes time to adopt. What he's facing now is adaptation. It's not that Inyake is not good because everyone has been watching him on telly, what he has been doing there. And now if he's joining Black Stars and things are not going well, as you people are saying, as Ghanaians are saying, for us, we that have played football before and now as a technical man, we are not taking it that Inyake is not doing well. We know that it's all about adoption. And with that, when it, it adopts very well and is used to the team, I'm sure all Ghanaians will see Inyake Williams. 
We have former Ghana player Gordon Atram speaking there. Let's move on to some other stuff and some club news now. MTNFA Cup Committee Chairman Wilson Arthur, he has dismissed the notion that this season's final will not be exciting due to the early exit of top Premier League clubs. Now, despite the elimination of league leaders Adriana Stars in the quarterfinals, Arthur believes that the remaining teams, including Inswatraman, Dreams FC, Kim Faisal and Sky FC, will still provide an entertaining competition. If the big teams are the best teams, they will, they will stay. Then they will get, just like last year, we had to have in the final. Isn't it? But this year, Dreams League has a hook at Akasport Stadium. Competitive match, they lost. So it means they are not the best team at the moment, isn't it? Kotoko lost to Adriana. So it means they are not the best team at the moment. And Adriana lost to Kim Fisa. So that is it. So we get the winners. We always work with the winners, the best teams at the moment. So um, by divine design, what the teams we have now are the King Fisa, FC, and Sky FC. And so we work with them. We don't have expectations. Whatever we get, we brand and we package and we sell. That's what. Why are we still hanging on big class, big class, big class? They go, they play my smack. You see the crowd that shows up. Are you happy with the crowd you are seeing? The big class go. Can we focus on three? We need to focus on quality of the game. Okay. This, this competition is about the best team of the moment. This competition is about today, the best team on the day. That's, that's how it is. So the best team on the day, and that is what it is. So we should be happy that we've had surprises. It's the nature of this competition. Because it's here in Nubia. So you had Wilson Arthur, he is chairman of the MTNFA Cup Committee. Let's now move over to Europe. Some interesting scores from last night's Champions League action. Let's do a quick recap of what happened yesterday. Manchester City, they were up against Bayern Munich at the Etihad. And in Manchester City, they made light work of Bayern Munich. Ellen Haaland, Rodri are all getting in on the score sheet. 3-0 is how it ended in that first leg. Benfica were also at home when they took on Inter Milan. The Italians are getting a big result on the road. 2-0 is how they won that particular one. Let's get to the games for today. And Real Madrid uh, will be up against Chelsea at the Santiago Bernabeu. About Real Madrid defender David Alaba was asked if there's a chance that they won't underestimate Chelsea based on their recent form. Uh, we don't underestimate um, Chelsea. We know that uh, they still have a great squad, a great uh, or are a, uh, a great team, and we have to be focused. We have to focus on ourselves. Try to to be very concentrated and uh, press from the first minute on, and try to be successful tomorrow. Um, they, they still have uh, good players, a uh, great uh, squad, like I said, and a strong team. And uh, just changes uh, they have done maybe in the last week um, can do some things too. And this is what we know. Uh, and uh, so we have to stay very focused. So you heard Real Madrid defender David Alaba speaking there. Let's get to interim Chelsea manager Frank Lampard. He says he's looking forward to the test against the European champions. I'm just very proud to come back, you know, and, and manage the team at this time. I know I've managed in this competition before. I know I've managed against big teams in this competition before, so I'm not daunted at all. As a player, it was always the, the special competition. So to be here as a as a manager, when uh, particularly when uh, a week ago, today even I, I didn't know I'd be here, is a huge honour for me, of course, um, and was you know a big part of the, my thought process of you know taking on the challenge here. This is an amazing challenge for me personally as well as obviously for us as a, as a team and a club. 
Um, so yeah, I'm I'm very looking forward to the uh, to the occasion myself. So you heard Frank Lampard, interim Chelsea manager AC Milan, will also be up at the San Siro when they take on fellow Italian side Napoli. Now Napoli's Victor Simen, he will miss the first leg of the Champions League against AC Milan due to an abductor injury. Now despite his excellent form with 25 goals in 29 appearances. So that's what's happening. Simen is a big miss for uh, Napoli in that particular game. Let's do some handball and the International Handball Federation Africa Zone 3 under 19 and the 17 ladies championships uh, started yesterday and will end on the 15th and it started at the Accra Sports Stadium with Ghana hosting six other nations including Cote d'Ivoire, Liberia, Togo, Benin, Nigeria and Niger. Now the tournament aims to develop handball players and officials at the juvenile stage and the participating countries will compete for honors. President of the Ghana Handball Association Nilante Banaman expressed his excitement at the launch of the championship. We are expecting that this particular tournament, would, because as this tournament is going on, in the mornings there is training for the uh, coaches. So all the countries that are in have brought new coaches that they are developing to be trained. Ghana, we have we are giving four people to be trained so that they can uh, impact on the game. Apart from that, after every day, the officiating officials also have their assessment. But these are people that are being prompt to uh, be officiating officials. So after every day, the officiating officials are assessed. They are given the opportunity to watch the videos of the various games and they are corrected where they went wrong and all that. So it's a developmental process, not only for the players, but for the officiating officials, for the coaches, for the table of table delegates and all. So I see it as a big leverage, hosting it than participating in it in a different country. You have president of the Ghana Handball Association, Nilan Tebanaman, speaking there. Let's finish off with some basketball from the NBA. The play-in tournament has started. The Los Angeles Lakers, they have booked their place in this year's NBA playoffs, the seventh seed after beating the Minnesota Timberwolves in overtime. 103-102 is how it ended. LeBron James coming uh, to the party in that particular one. And also the Atlanta Hawks in the Eastern Conference, they have also picked up the seventh seed after beating the Miami Heat 116 to 105 so that's how it's played out in the play in tournament so far that's all for this morning's edition of kickoff my name is benjamin inketia there's more sports at citysportsonline.com this is the city breakfast show the city's biggest conversation the city breakfast show rise above the noise health tidbits is brought to you by the Nyahoo medical center welcome to new health in the city Today, we start discussing some common diseases and infections in children. Chickenpox is a viral infection caused by the varicella zoster virus. It is highly contagious and commonly affects children. Symptoms typically include itching, fever, and a blister-like rash that begins on the face, chest, and back, and then spreads to other parts of the body. The rash can be very uncomfortable and can last for up to two weeks. Chickenpox can also be life-threatening, especially in babies, pregnant women, and people with weakened immune systems. The best way to prevent chickenpox is through vaccination. The chickenpox vaccination is safe and effective and can be administered as an add-on vaccine for children following the routine vaccination schedule. If a child is infected with chickenpox, it is important to keep them from school or daycare until all the blistered have crusted to prevent the spread of the virus to others. 
Treatments may include medications to help with itching and pain relievers to reduce fever and discomforts. For any inquiries, speak to our pediatrician. Call or WhatsApp us on 050-143-6662 for further inquiries or follow Nyaho Medical Center on social media for more health in the city tips. Nyaho, improving your quality of life. Health Tidbits was brought to you by the Nyaho Medical Center. Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3, Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973, and Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973 with the hashtag CityCBS. This is the City Breakfast Show, the city's biggest conversation.
39 City Breakfast Show. Alright, so there's a number of things we'll be talking about this morning. But uh, just to let you know that everybody is looking for that one thing that pushes them to bring out their best and enables them to reach peak performance. Your car wants this too, and that's why your best bet is to give it Shell Helix Engine Oil. So your car needs the lubricants in Koswahini Shell Helix, specially designed to bring out the best in your engine, protecting it from wear and tear, or preventing the power, or while providing the power and performance needed to give you the best ride every time. So whether you are cruising on the open road or battling with busy traffic, Shell Helix will keep your engine running smoothly. Choose Shell Helix Lubricant Munko Swahini for the ultimate power, performance and protection. Visit your local Shell station today and experience the difference for yourself. This guy is trying to come up with some agenda that I don't understand. <laughs> that, you know, some small connection has opened for Ghanaian nurses. They are quietly, they are quietly, you know, doing their visa and going to do their UK thing. Nobody has come to worry them. They haven't come to complain about anything. Then you're going to take some newspaper in the some UK parliamentary report that they are saying that, oh, some countries are on some watch list or something, something. So it's like it's not fair. Meanwhile, the people, the people sit. They, you, know, they, you are not a nurse. 
your wife is not a nurse. Your mother is not a nurse. Your brother, is, your, there's no nurse in your house. Nurses are managing their connections small. Then you can't sit on radio this morning. No, yeah. Why should the UK people be taking our? Have the nurses come to complain that they don't want to go? So now you are making the whole thing look like something. So now they are thinking of some policy. B and so even the connection people want to do. I'm sure the visa people are like, I this week, right? We have to limit the visas for the nurses. Me, I'm sure this morning somebody's even going for their visa. But because of this news, he doesn't want to go. Because I'm sure if he goes, actually, today, right? because the way the British government is talking, we have to. Charlie, you know how many people, do you know how people fast for visa? Do you know, do you know the spiritual exercise people do to go and stand in visa queue? Can sit on air and say, Oh, the UK government <laughs> is saying that some countries have been shortlisted or blacklisted or whatever, and that is not fair because some countries are producing this and they are selling. Don't people produce things that you also use in your own country? Is it everything that you benefit from that you produce yourself? Bernard. And then you can sit here, small connection people are getting doing their care 800 pounds, save the money, can and build, buy some land in OEB and start something small for the family. Then you are sitting on earth spoiling the thing. <laughs> Charlie, you, you have to stop that. You have to cease and desist. I'm telling you, because you see, Nathan, this is what they call typical crime more than the bereaved. All the pro- as professionals who are flying away, even the hospitals, you would have said, oh, Ghana Health Service will come and issue some statement. Mm-hmm. Our nurses are finishing. We haven't seen any statement. Colleague will come and say, our doctors are, they haven't come to say anything. They are all quiet. Then you sit here, lawyer, <laughs> you won't go and concentrate on your law. You can't sit here and be telling me that. Eh, GRN, I haven't seen a statement from them about nurses. <laughs> I haven't seen Kolebu, Okoboy, I haven't heard anything from him. NHIS, nothing. Everybody's quiet minding their business, managing the pounds once more. Then you can't sit on air, but blow your alarm. Now the Ghana people cry, they say, I'm a, I'm a fire, UK, no, I'm a bad one. Charlie, you have to, you have to stop that. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, it's a very, because you can see, they're talking about livelihoods, so. I agree that there are livelihoods at stake. And I'm, and I'm bringing law to you. What's your capacity? You are not, you are not a lawyer, you are not a nurse. Uh-huh. You are not married to one. Okay. In fact, I check your family tree. There's no <laughs> nest there. <laughs> you, I'm not sure if any of your neighbors are nests. So this thing you are doing is just, you know. Bernard, you see, first of all, I'm a citizen of the oh, Republic. please. And I am worried at the repeated news stories we continue to receive. In many parts of this country, mm-hmm. we do not have a representation of health service in those areas. In the form of nurses and doctors. But these are very critical people or personnel who we need to keep us strong and healthy. You see, you are bringing doctors. You see, your <laughs> argument is falling. You know why? The, the main advocacy was... I'm, I'm there are the more truth. nurses in Ghana than doctors. That's true. So, the, in fact, the hospitals that don't have doctors... Remember last week we spoke to some uh, district director mm-hmm. of health who mm-hmm. said that in the whole of, I think it was Wa East or so, or one of the districts in the mm-hmm. northern region... There was only one doctor, or he was the only doctor, mm-hmm. right? But he had nurses. Mm-hmm. He had nurses helping him out. So there are more nurses in Ghana than even doctors. That's true. That's true because of how they are trained. So you your, your argument falls flat. But, but my face. argument is that it is true that in many parts of this country, mm-hmm. you don't even see nurses. Oh, in sure? many parts of this country, where there are even nurses, the numbers are not as great. Of course, I appreciate the fact that government is failing to pay them what is due them. I appreciate the fact that in some cases, 
you know, the government is restricting access into the public service because mm. they say that we do not have enough money to go around. They've been picketing, asking for employment. Exactly. Many of them have been trained and they are home. They don't have jobs. For years, Some in some cases, five years, six years, they are still sitting at home and they say quota system, all these things are happening. Mm -hmm. So there's a restriction. So, so what's happening is that the dinosaurs of the Western world mm -hmm. are intervening to take them away. And they are paying them comparatively better than what we give them here. Mm -hmm. And you know this is not new, right? Yes, it is not new. But Bernard, the fact is, since the UK left the European Union, mm -hmm. there has been, or there is a new drive mm -hmm. to ensure that they shore up many of the shortfalls that are within their system. Mm -hmm. They get people from cheaper alternatives mm -hmm. to supply the shortfall. Mm -hmm. So they are targeting countries like Nigeria, you know, Ghana, um, Zimbabwe, many of these African countries mm -hmm. which are comparatively poor. Mm -hmm. You understand? And they are taking these critical human resources away mm -hmm. so that they can help their economy. Mm -hmm. Of course, I mean, nobody would, would, would be averse to greener pastures necessarily. But Bernard, we need these health professionals, especially the nurses and doctors, mm -hmm. to keep our system running. Says, and, says who? No, Bernard. We have all seen the reports. Uh, you see, there, you, there's something in the economics. Uh, demand mm -hmm. is, is something called effective demand. Mm -hmm. If you can't pay the person, you don't need the person. Or if you don't employ, you, can't, you don't need people with mouthful. If the person has finished school and you are not paying them competitively, how do you say you need them? You don't need them. Bernard, should we benchmark our pay to workers to that of what happens elsewhere why not that would be unfair because we have to look at the size of our port and pay comparatively and that's no. why the fair wages and salaries commission that's pay. what they call market premium but we see that we, we, we cannot compare so maybe we should increase nurses salary so that we can keep them here so what would the teachers say but, but they are not going that much they are also going you see there's the sad reality is yeah, that but there's no there's no exodus of Ghanaian teachers in the numbers you are seeing in nurses. Bernard, you see, we are not monitoring. If we were monitoring, you would have noticed that they are leaving to Bahrain, they are leaving to Qatar, they are leaving to Dubai, they are leaving to the UK, yeah, Basque, they are leaving to China. Let's put it this way. Mm -hmm. I went to my secondary school three weeks ago. Mm -hmm. When I was in that school, there were about 1,000 students in the school. From one to everybody. Now there are 5,400. Right? So, Almost every secondary school, compared to 20 years ago, 25 years ago, mm -hmm. you probably have, the numbers have multiplied by five. Mm -hmm. Okay. A lot of these people will qualify to go to some tertiary institution. Expand the access to tertiary education. Train them. You can't even employ all of them. The biggest problem in Ghana is unemployment. Mm -hmm. If a country, if, if your professionals are considered of exciting quality, that the best of them can be recruited to work in a different jurisdiction, the solution is not to say, let's stop it. The problem is that they are leaving. But the solution is not they shouldn't go. Do you understand my logic? Mm -hmm. So, yes, the problem is that they are leaving. But there's something called replacement. It's like the, 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 the bucket is leaking. Mm -hmm. But the bucket is leaking. Once the tap can keep running, the bucket can still remain full. Mm -hmm. Do you understand? Mm -hmm. So, sometimes you concentrate between, do I stop the leaking bucket or do I keep the tap running or a combination of the two? Mm -hmm. In this case, it will be difficult to stop the bucket from leaking mm -hmm. because the relativities in the economy you cannot compete with uk when it comes to salary so what do you do invest in a new tap 
invest in a new tap. In that tap, you are going to say, you are building agenda one one one. Teaching hospitals, make them teaching hospitals, attach mm -hmm. universities to them, mm -hmm. upgrade some of our polytechnics to be health providing whatever. Think outside the box. So if you have sixteen regions, sixteen nursing training institutions of a certain caliber, mm -hmm. train twenty thousand. Export them to Burkina Faso, export them to Namibia, export them to US, UK. What do you lose? Because you have a massive unemployment problem. Mm -hmm. So this idea that, oh, they shouldn't go. I am not happy that people are leaving Ghana and we are not getting healthcare. Mm -hmm. But it's an opportunity for the government to say, we should invest in the training of our human resource. So that when you go to the nursing department at Ligon, they should have better facilities. You could even say, oh, why don't we come up with some tax to the UK government to say for every hundred nurses that we who, who come that you pay, mm -hmm. <clears throat> maybe a few millions of pounds in aid to invest in training of health professionals. You can call it the health professionals training tax. That you say charge. You just, you see, this is what you mean by thinking outside the box. Not to say, oh, they are, no. Because the UK government is getting hundred. I agree with you. Hundred people have been trained, taxpayers' money, mm -hmm. subsidized training. You're going to pay them 4,000, 3,000, 2,000. Mm. UK is going to give them pounds. I interviewed a nurse and his wife last mm. six months or so. The guy said he's able to save up to 5,000 CDs every month. Save. You can you save 5,000 a month <laughs> with your two jobs and your. You can't. He's saving 5,000 a month and they are using it to buy land. So, and I, the, the, I'm, for me, I don't even think it's a problem. We should even ask the UK to take us out of that list. We don't want to be among the list of countries. We don't have a problem. Are you serious? Oh, yes. Because Ghana's educational system, mm. in comparison to other African countries, is still very, very competitive. Mm. I've been to the UK. You've been to the UK. With a normal first degree, you can cope in any university anywhere. Mm -hmm. So, yes, we have challenges with quality, but we are still very competitive. Mm -hmm. Right? We are good at English. English is now the universal language. We are surrounded by Francophone countries. Okay? Mm -hmm. So, we have a lot going for us. And we have one of the biggest unemployment challenges where there's a youth bulge, the economy is not growing, government is not recruiting, private sector is shrinking, taxes are too many. Mm -hmm. This is external relief. This is external. This is a, this, you should be thanking God. You should be thanking God that there are economies that are able to absorb some of your people so that if you have sense, you replace them. Because there aren't enough jobs for anybody. Some government institutions have not recruited for years. Do you hear me? People are applying for work they can't get. So I am not, I, I feel like it is a bit outmoded to come and be complaining that we don't have enough health. And it's almost colonialist mentality. Oh, the poor countries can't have their own nurses, so we should limit. Like, what kind of, what, what is that? Everybody is aspiring to do well. What government should do is to steady the equilibrium and come up with policies that will benefit the greatest majority of people. Not to come up with this restrictive Zimbabwe thing. That they are arresting people for... I mean, how crazy can you get that people who have been trained, who use their own mind to study a course, mm -hmm. want to go and better themselves and you are arresting them? Bernard, I, like, I what the... I mean, I, mean Zimbabwe, I, I hope it's not true. No, I think it's inaccurate to say they use their own money. Even where they use their own money, the taxpayers is investing in their training. So it means that they can be prisoners? No, no, Bernard. I mean, that's that's the on the extreme side of things. Is it, my, is it things. my brain you used to? Okay, what if I went to bomb? So you went is, to it, bomb. is it everybody who was giving taxpayer support who passed the exam? No, no, no. So if you bomb, you bomb. 
but when you have been successful we have committed the tax cd to you for a purpose we are training you so that you serve a useful purpose of helping us stay healthy and my argument is that look we do not have enough to go around of course i mean there could be a discussion around what quota we can commit to processes like that for purposes of ending foreign exchange but bernard you see you have to feed your family well first before you think of feeding other families on charitable basis and what you said yes. is the same that the nurse will see that what you just said <laughs> is true is truer for the nurse than it is for the country why 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 is that the case repeat what you said i'm saying that yes. you have to feed your family first yes their belly must be full first exactly before you think of feeding <laughs> you other just, family you are just, the you are just falling on your own sword no 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 Better, let me... <laughs> because if i'm a nurse mm -hmm. you you are based that... on what you are saying mm -hmm. i have to feed my family first no 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 so I will go and work. In, in that case you are bastardizing no no no, no. i'm boring i'm boring your, your message no, no, no. that is not the context in which you are using the the adage or the saying or the expression i am talking about look charity link my home is my home first before the country hi no 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 you see hold, wait hold on i am saying charity begins at home yes that's what they say so my in my calculation as a free economic agent uh -huh. my home is my stomach and my personal economy uh -huh. and the survival of my family yeah, in this difficult economy connect it to charity if you look at it in isolation you come to that conclusion <laughs> but i'm saying that you you take the view that look we should we should be supportive of courses that take some of our trained nurses and professionals and commit them to other countries, right? We should see, so, we should see, we should see it as an opportunity mm -hmm. that the global economic order has prevent, presented mm -hmm. and strategize to maximize the benefit for our citizens yeah, but the point is by training as many as we can. Mm -hmm. And you, all of them cannot go. The more you, and I'm saying that now, mm -hmm. there's the students, it's my secondary school. I'm saying my secondary school. There's the assembly hall we have is 2000. Mm -hmm. When they are doing Sunday evening service, which is compulsory for everybody, mm -hmm. about half of the students sit outside. Yeah. Outside, though, mm -hmm. they can't sit There are plenty. I can say 90% of those people enter tertiary institutions. So we have more. And who are you going to give them work here? You see, but Why are they going to work? You see, so, okay. So, so we need, uh -huh. you see, we, we, are, we should be happy. It's, 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 it's like balance imbalance. Uh -huh. The recession that's going on in different parts of the world it leads to people moving from those countries to other places. Mm -hmm. I can say Ghana is in like a mini recession, mm -hmm. so the economy is not expanding. IMF said the economy will grow at 1.6. Yeah. What does it mean? We can't employ people. Mm -hmm. Certain countries have surpluses. Mm -hmm. So in in disequilibrium situation, let people move from where they can't be paid to where they can be paid. Mm -hmm. It will even out eventually. See. And the good thing is that mm -hmm. when they go, they are so magnanimous mm -hmm. that they send money. <laughs> it's called you. private remittance yeah. and they sent more and money than fdi yeah. so all that you grant has done in 2020 uh -huh. people nurses and doctors and things sent more uh -huh. without any government anything uh -huh. so is the given economic reality uh -huh. i am just saying uh -huh. don't try and interfere with people's personal um aspirations uh -huh. right you are a lawyer uh -huh. you are a skillful journalist uh -huh. If an organization from the UK, maybe International Maritime Organization, say we've watched your legal work advocates for 20 years and want you to come and work at the IMO as our league, then you say we don't have enough people like this guy who make us laugh in the morning. So we should stay and feed his family first. I mean, what what is this? Like what like 
look stop it just stop it <laughs> let me read a story stop just let, stop it let me just read a story for you and it will put everything in you context. don't have any facts there's a story by the vanguard that says nursing federation slams uk recruitment from poorer nations the story says britain's recruitment of nurses from poorer countries as a quick fix even that poor thing they are putting there is an insult <laughs> but that's the truth poor relatively they've stolen all our resources now we are what you see so they want to steal your human resources no we are, we are, we are equalizing you are they stole our natural resources <laughs> and we are going to collect pounds and send back here no you see w- when you do that your people don't have access to health so they die quicker and at a more you okay know. but but sky so so if that's the case bernard asked a very simple question mm-hmm. for each individual for each nurse mm-hmm. or when you look at it from an individual basis people are doing it for a number of reasons now somebody has maybe done their training they are not getting an opportunity to practice not that they don't want to practice they want to practice but look at all the factors that go against them in their quest to practice for example maybe not enough health facilities for example not enough amenities to make them comfortable when they leave wherever it is to go elsewhere and go and work that kind of thing so when you are presented with those hurdles and this option opens up for you to one go and practice Mm -hmm. and two do what any logical economic agent as bernard puts it will do survive really all of this is a matter of survival Mm -hmm. people will take that option because they need to feed their families there are basic bread and butter issues. The article is reading in the Vanguard is dead on arrival. <laughs> let me, let me read What's it. the Latin for that? <laughs> it is it is uh, it is dead in 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 utero. It is dead in the womb. But you read it for sake of argument. The article says Britain's recruitment of nurses from poorer countries as a quick fix. Let's underline that for its own underinvestment in the profession is a serious cause of concern the global nurses federation said on monday now the international council of nurses said wealthy countries recruiting recruiting nursing staff from some of the world's most fragile health systems was extremely hard to justify and perhaps should be stopped entirely but you are aware ghana is not one of them ghana is, ghana is not it's not even ghana is not among the world's most fragile health systems why, why come why, 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 on why, why, come why, on it is not this is the problem the people lump all of us together let Ghana. Me, wait you let me you know the world's most fragile let, let me you let me finish let me finish have the, you the, been the, to the, have the, you been to burundi <laughs> have you been to sierra leone let me let me have you been to eritrea that, you wait let me finish uh, Ghana is not among the most fragile anything the icn said seven or eight wealthy countries notably britain the united states canada were driving around 80 percent of national nest migration 80% too. Yes. International nest uh, migration to try to address their domestic shortages. Mm-hmm. There's a quote here that says, we are very concerned by some of the examples. ICN Chief Executive Howard Cutting to the press conference that was organized by the UN Correspondent um, Association in Geneva. He cited talks between Britain and Ghana, Bernard, mm-hmm. we are mentioned here in the article, yeah. whereby London will pay Accra 1,000 pounds. Oh! Which is one thousand two hundred forty US dollars per nest recruited. Com- cor- correct. Now there's a quote here that says that in no way goes anywhere near recognizing the true value of the training cost of that nest. So increase that's the, the argument that I made. The or the loss to the Ghanaian health system. He said that's the professional speaking. That in no way 
goes anywhere near recognizing the true value of the training cost of that nurse mm -hmm. or the loss to the Ghanaian health system, he said. Mm -hmm. When adding in experience and in the field, mm -hmm. I would expect to see £50,000 mm -hmm. as a price to compensate okay, for that experience at least, mm -hmm. if not more. Okay. One thousand pounds is woefully short on quote. That's my, my argument. <laughs> no. no, he's not saying they shouldn't come. He said they should pay us more. They said we should stop it entirely. Oh. So you're saying that even if we continue, there has to be proper compensation for the losses that we won't care as but, a but state. But why is our government collecting eight thousand pounds? Well, that's a a, a, a question that because the health training, minister. Training a nurse in Ghana for the number of years will cost more than a thousand pounds. Yes. So why are they charging only thousand pounds? You see, Bernard. So that's at, on another level. And the money that we use in training them, of course, they pay their fees. But you see, a lot of the things that they do to receive training, we subsidize it. We pay for the lecture halls. We pay all these equipment that they but use we pay in the collectively, and they, they pay back. You see, when you make it like we, it's like necessary. We are all relatives of nurses. I so we all pay. Yeah. But when they send the money back, we all benefit. Which money? Which, which one benefits me? They send it to their family people. But and the family people Ghanaians. Yes, they are Ghanaians. But we see, but all of us. But the government also collected thousand. Per the agreement that they have signed. Yes, they should just collect more. <laughs> but you see, so train more nurses. If I were you, eh, uh -huh. I would say we should have a secret initiative to expand the training of health professionals mm -hmm. and have them in grades, basic nursing, community nursing, mm -hmm. high-level nursing, whatever, mm -hmm. and invest money into it. Mm -hmm. Look, even the diaspora coming back brings a certain quality back to the country when mm -hmm. they return. It's part of your development. We have a rich history. People like Ghanaians. Mm -hmm. We have a proud people. We have a solid track record in delivery at the highest level. Mm -hmm. So... Yes, you can say they should increase the thousand pounds to five thousand, ten thousand. Mm -hmm. Fine. Actually, I would have focused on saying let's increase our quality of nurses so that the UK system will say that Charlie, if we have Bangladesh, India, Nigeria, and Ghana, we we'll choose Ghana mm -hmm. because the Ghana nurse is better. That's what we should focus on. So let's let's add value to our nurses so that they will be in higher demand. Mm -hmm. Then the 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 spin-offs, the spin-offs will come because if your quality of nurses is good, all of us will benefit. Mm -hmm. So I would have said there should even be a presidential initiative on nurses. That will give them the best education to subsidize. For example, in the war story that mm -hmm. you said there was no doctor. Mm -hmm. If it's easier to train nurses and to send. Look, there are some places where some high caliber nurses will give you very good care. Mm -hmm. It's not everything that you even need a doctor. Mm -hmm. And of course, the doctor training is more complicated. Seven years is a difficult situation. If you were making this argument for doctors, mm -hmm. I'll probably have come from a different angle. Because to train a doctor is an entirely different, it's more, it's a longer issue and all that. Mm -hmm. You know? Mm -hmm. But for nurses, to the ex I've never seen a Ghanaian doctor begging to be employed. I've but, never seen a Ghanaian, but nurses will go and stand at Ministry of Health and say they should employ them. So, a government that doesn't value its own nurses, and now you are sitting in UK, Howard, something that they should. What are you talking about? Brother, let me give you further evidence. Let's wait for Nathan to bring a segment. Okay. I have time today. <laughs> I have a lot of time for you. This is the City Breakfast Show. By the way, if you are a nurse or related to one, Please, if, let me know what you think. Sky is trying to cry more than the bill. I believe that there's no nurse listening to this program who agrees with Sky. I will be surprised to have a nurse or a health professional say Sky is right. <laughs> I will be very surprised. But anyway, we'll see. <laughs> I wish you well in that regard. <laughs> so if you're a nurse who thinks Sky is right, which you, you, you clap for him, then you let me know. But I know you support me, so send me your comment zero five four nine nine eight six nine nine six.
you know. We'll do tech and social media trends and then we'll continue with the discussion. Let's just me forward with me. Later, I'll be speaking to a um, very important person from the Rotary community. They have an important subject they are discussing this week. He will join us on the show. But first things first, like Richard Sky said, mm-hmm. feed your family before you feed other people. Uh-huh. A count before B, B before N. First bank or FBN bank. We also put the customer first before we do other things. So essentially, we offer quality service for our customers because they deserve the final things in life. We are the bank that puts the B before the N. Think FBN, you first. Nathan, mm-hmm. Charlie, let's hear you. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> let's hear you. Eh? Leave, this, <laughs> leave this man with his... his, his it's cool, it's cool, mentality. Oh, Charlie. <laughs> so, hashtag CTCBS is trending. How people reacting to the conversation we are having this morning? But it's a, a, a trend, you know, a series of trends, of course, football related from last night. Man City, Bernardo Silva, others are trending. Real Madrid versus Chelsea is trending. That game is happening tonight. It's not even played yet, too. It will be injurious. It will be a bruising encounter. We will embarrass all of you. They go collect our water. We will embarrass all of you. You have to be an Anagoma. Don't worry. You have to be an Anagoma. They will call you. Like, funny, funny. So you have all of you. Obaso. You know they say Sony and Sasso. <laughs> you know you play Alicuto, eh? uh-huh. and then like then the, you, you do, and then you don't. Then they say so. The you. <laughs> they say so. They have to be. Obaso. So yeah, those are some of the uh, those are football related trends. There are some basketball related trends as well. LeBron James is trending. Um, Anthony Edwards, all of that because of the game the Lakers played with the Timberwolves early this morning. So some tech news and a very interesting. Interview Elon Musk granted a very interesting interview with the BBC. Yeah. Now he says that running Twitter has been quote quite painful okay. and it's been a roller coaster end quote. However, the multi billionaire entrepreneur also says that he would sell the company if the right person came along. Now Musk, who also owns car maker Tesla and rocket firm SpaceX, bought Twitter for forty-four billion dollars in October, and he was speaking as part of an interview on Twitter Spaces, which attracted more than 3 million listeners. Mm -hmm. Asked whether he had any regrets about buying Twitter, Mr. Musk said, quote, the pain level has been extremely high. This hasn't been some kind of party, end quote. So, Elon Musk opening up, yeah, on on this time of where he slept. I mean, somebody posted a photograph of you know what was supposed to be his bedroom mm-hmm. you know some mattress on the fro- floor and uh, you know some laptop here and a few things on the floor like that it was basically some some open space it's not any bourgeois anything uh-huh. then he came back and said that well i mean that's just partly true and that he slept in a friend's you know garage or space uh, over the weekend or some something like that and i was I wondering someone worth over 188 billion us dollars sleeping <laughs> in such a space you see so all the things we chase in life, really, at the end of the day, it comes down to where you lie, lie down. Yeah, and, where you know. put your head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and then at anyway. the end of the day, you. Mm. So Charlie, let's let's take it easy. It's not all about going to the west to make so much money. But but so you're trying. So it's about finding a place to lay your head. That's what people are trying to do. Mm. Yeah.
This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation. The City Breakfast Show. Rise above the noise. Yes, indeed. So let's hear from you, the nurse and doctor, health professional. What's the best way to uh, benefit from the brain drain, if there's anything like this? That's the question. Uh, what's the best way to benefit from the brain drain? Yeah, that's that's really the focus. That's what I'm trying to focus on. If Sky would not allow me to proceed with this is two by four argument that we should let me Better, let me fortify my position. Oh there is a story wait, wait, wait. Here. Let Nathan pay the bills first. Okay. This thing you want to fortify <laughs> fortification. Alright, now mm. grabbing your favorite drink Charlie. for all your different occasions can be tricky. Fortify your argument. Charlie. Mm. But Coke has you covered. Now you can get your favorite three hundred ML Coke classic. A plastic bottle at five CDs and the same size 300 ml Coke Zero Fanta and Sprite for four CDs. Mm-hmm. If you want more Coke, then you can get the 1.5 liter mm-hmm. Coke Classic plastic bottle at 20 CDs and the same sized 1.5 liter Coke Zero Fanta and Sprite at 18 CDs to share with family and friends. Bring mm-hmm. the excitement and fun to all your occasions and enjoy the real ice cold refreshment with your friends and family. Labianca Company Limited is uh, the leading frozen foods company in Akuko, Ghana Akuko, and they are Akuko. bringing you Akuko Tasty. I have a friend called Akuko. <laughs> he wants to run NDC in Ashaima. Imano Kumade. Imano Kumade. No, Imano Kumade. Okay, Akuko. No, he's a big man. He was, he's a lawyer. Powerful. Yeah. Akuko. Akuko. No. Yeah, he says he's coming for the seat. Wow. Gidi, 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 gidi. Hey, he won't worry my friend for that. Yeah. So Nathan is mentioning Akuko. Me yep. Akuko, Akuko Tasty. Yeah, so it's locally produced, bread and slaughtered. Mm-hmm. And it comes freshly portioned in chicken breast, thighs, wings, backs and gizzards. Mm-hmm. And Labianca is the sole distributor of Akuko Tasty. Call them on 0505 for more inquiries. Labianca, your number one frozen foods company. Now, in this, um, in this era of haircuts on investments, be smart with your cash and invest in a venture that guarantees full returns. With just two deep freezers, a block structure or store, and a minimum of 10,000 CDs, you can become a farm milk agent today. Cash out now with as little as 10,000 CDs, and farm milk will support you with the sales equipment you will need 
to set up and start working immediately. This is a sure way of becoming a bossu. Call 0307-5995 and we'll set you up to start earning 10% monthly returns. T's and C's apply. You can contribute to the growth and success of Ghana's textile industry every time you wear your authentic fabrics. Like Sky is doing like I'm doing. GTP says thank you always. Purchase original, genuine and authentic GTP fabrics. Check the design number on the label or check that the design number on the label is also printed on the selvage. Contact 0509-940-949 to buy online or visit any of our accredited dealers nationwide or any wooden shop. GTP Life Styled. Now, everybody is looking out for that one thing that pushes them to bring out their best and enables them to reach peak performance. Your car wants that too. That's why your best bet is to give it Shell Helix Engine Oil Lubricant more in Koswahini. So whether you're cruising on the open road or battling with traffic, Shell Helix will keep your engine running smoothly. Choose Shell Helix Lubricants for ultimate power, performance and protection. Visit your local Shell station today and experience the difference for yourself. And this inspires us in the beginning. Children in the community used to walk to school. Today, not only are her bamboo bicycles making it easier for these children to get to school, Ben is the power also employs many women as well. At Upstart, this is what we call Africanacity, the distinct ability of the Ghanaian to always get things done. It's our inspiration. It defines who we are and what we do. It's our commitment to helping people find a way to get things done. To find out more, visit Upstart.com. Now, welcome to April. April is the month of jazz and Alliance Francaise Accra invites you to the Société Générale Ghana Jazz Festival, a week-long celebration of jazz in all its forms. Now, check out the exciting contemporary art in the Jazz and Art Exhibition running from April 24 to 29. Learn the art of making music with the master of the game, Victor Day Jr., on the 27th of April. Now, this is by registration only. On the 28th of April, there's Pamela Badrogo from Gabon, followed by the renowned Victor Day Jr. Quartet from Ghana. And on April 29th, that will feature the award-winning Charlie from Benin and the multi-talented legend Kwame Yeboa and the Kwame Band from Ghana. Tickets are equal 50 CDs per day and 30 CDs for students. Follow at AF underscore Accra on all socials for updates and workshop registration. The Societe General Jazz uh, Festival is powered by Alliance Francaise Accra. Alright, so Richard Sky says he wants to fortify my position is argument Bernard, let me take a story from ghana business news um dot com my mm-hmm. good friend uh, you know dubevi's uh, website dubevi's dubevi yeah dubevi's dubevi tag ahead ghana is experiencing brain drain of nurses this story was published on the 14th of may mm-hmm. 2022 okay and it says ghana is currently seeing an increase in the migration of professional nurses mm-hmm. Um, to high-income countries due to the global shortage of nurses caused by the COVID-19 pandemic. Mm-hmm. The presidential advisor on health, Dr. Antonin Siasari, said mm-hmm. the trend was worrying ah. as it amounts to a massive public subsidy yeah. of the wealthier nations given the fact that nursing education in Ghana is publicly financed. Mm-hmm. Mr. Siasari, who was speaking at the launch of this year's International Nurses Day, said if the current trend was not checked, it could worsen the nurse-to-patient 
ratio and store Ghana's ability to attain universal health coverage. Now, he encouraged nurses to stay and contribute to the development of the nation's health sector, saying, quote, I know many of you nurses yearn for greener pastures beyond the shores of Ghana. But bear in mind, and this is where I, 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 I am very, very happy, that Ghanaians are looking up to you to maintain their health. Now, Dr. Nsiasari assured the nurses that the government remained committed mm. to supporting their hard work ah. and to boost their human capital by investing in their training. Now, he urged the Ministry of Health and his agencies to put in place mechanisms mm. and structures that would enable nurses to oh. fully realize their potential in contributing <laughs> to the Mechanism transformation. Seems. What is that? <laughs> <laughs> well, you see, this is what I don't like. And I like this guy. He's a great guy. But, you know, like he's giving a speech. It's like the trend is worrying. So, it should create. It's like you're reading GBC News. He urged the stakeholders to create mechanisms. Like, what is impossible? What does that even mean? It's like, you know, the nurses are living in the country and they express worry at the situation. And so they should invest in mechanisms at addressing the problem. Uh, news by, uh, what's the name of that woman? So, my Valcourt. He should be coming up with innovative ways of balancing the demand for Ghanaian nurses with the need for them to stay. Just mm. able to stay is a non-starter. They said the government is going to be doing something. And let me add to no, that. No, he's not. He's, he's, he's guy. I, 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 you, I, I'm not trying to belittle what he's saying in terms of the need for health professionals to work in Ghana. <laughs> I am saying that you should wake up and smell the coffee. The average nurse gets between twenty-seven to thirty-two thousand pounds per annum in the UK. In the UK. How much does a Ghanaian earn per annum if you convert it to pounds? It will be something around three thousand pounds or thereabouts. So, so if 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 your little sister were a nurse, who who went to three town three sec, <laughs> and then she went to uh, Jessica nursing, which, which which is the nearest nursing training college? Only he would know. Oh no, there's one in Keta. Keta uh, training college. So she went to three sec. Her only mother's only daughter who managed to get to Keta nursing school. And then the thing open for him is set. It's going to Birmingham to go and work in the St. Joseph's Hospital and Hospice. Then you can't sit there and say, oh, he shouldn't go because his answer is said that he should save his country. <laughs> but what is, is, what is he doing for her? Meanwhile, she spent three years speaking at their place. They're going to sack them that they should go. Three years is not getting work. This same government that says, I want you to work for me. You see, the government is not, it's just talking. That it, how, how can a nurse go and protest to be employed? I've never seen that in my life. That the employer says, We'll employ you. Yeah, we'll employ you. Yeah, we'll train you. Then when it's you, to, you say, Oh, by the way, the UK government is subsidizing something, something. Charlie, my brother, let's get serious. Let's, but, let's, but, let's but, stop, no, stop I, this. But you know you're laughing, but it's interesting. How stop, stop this. The, the, this matter of employing nurses. Uh -huh. it, is so endemic in our system that it's actually a political voting item. You mean like the nurses' employment? Yes. Uh, the nursing training allowance. Yes. Look at that. Huge like it's, a, it's exactly that's what I'm saying. That this is politics. Be because nursing training allowance. Why would it? Why would it become? Why would it be? Why would it even get a level where it's a matter of? It's a voting block basically. 
and it's a very significant voting block. I, I, I think it's more the politicians capitalizing on people's problems and giving them the little solution that will just get them get the vote. That's what I'm saying. Without deeply thinking through how do you reform. Because I'm saying that mm-hmm. for me, mm-hmm. this is a, a big opportunity because Professor Adam Mensah came to the program we did on the uh, managing uh, is managing and financing senior high schools at he said there are 2,000 students at Legon School of Engineering in one class and they have 13 big uh, what's, what's that use? burette so there's pipette and burette so burette 2,000 students have 13 burettes now that means that <coughs> that scientist will be produced going to be a danger to society so if I were in science, <laughs> whoever, I would say, you know what? Let's increase the money the UK collects from the nurses. Invest it in burette bu- uh, and pipettes mm-hmm. so that the person who comes out can actually do their work. Then when we have enough good quality, we can share the rest. As for Wallace and his people in the UK, they are just talking. You know, there's NGO work. Sometimes they have the donor support to kind of say something about... So, okay, he, does he know what our people go through here to even get the education they get? they are concerned they are not concerned about anything they just want to talk so that the uk government too it's all their own local things we know the situation better than them so he i'm not you can't you can't wireless i've done this work for almost 20 years wireless will not now tell me that nurses here are suffering and that our health care is around the west in the world compared to who compared to who ghana a country over 29 million take, people take, has a little over thirty-eight thousand nurses just one nest to 739 that's people, that's true which despite exceeding the world health organization trust over developing country leaves the country with a 50 percent deficit of nursing staff and a good number of them are home because of suppressed demand the Later, government cannot pay them read the nurses comments <laughs> this one i won't even waste my time worry you see the, the thing you see what i'm saying is i see that i think that mm-hmm training of professionals whether they are doctors or nurses or lab technicians can should be seen as a national priority and if this idea of exporting them is something that we are going to work with then we should have a better system of being compensated as a country for that i agree with him thousand pounds is an insult too much all right but you have so you have two thousand people using 13 burettes so you're not investing if it, so it means that in the next 10 years your nurses may not even qualify to go to the uk because so you see you're going to create a bigger problem your nurses will not you will come out and they don't have they don't do anything because they are 13 burettes for two thousand of them that so you should actually be saying let's raise more money so they will be higher quality so they'll say charlie when you have a pakistani a bangladeshi an indian and nigerian the Ghanaian is the best that's what we should do but i typically get a speech that the stakeholders should you know, you know let's let's apply our minds to problems and think deeply about how to solve it we, we are too lazy to the extent that you even have somebody you invite can give you like you invite a politician to come and talk then you say write a speech for me like how can you ever say that <laughs> like, oh put some notes down so that uh, the minister he can just edit that tells you the level of positive in thinking that you are doing a program you invite a politician to come and speak then the person who's supposed to write his speech tells you the program that write a speech for him to come and say. Then you also can hold it and say, yeah. So yes, we are very happy to say that the guy. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> like, like, sitting about it, too. 
if 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 that is not symptomatic of a nation that doesn't have thinkers, then I don't know what it is that you are inviting someone to come and talk to you. You are doing a program. Maybe Premper is doing 70th anniversary. Then this guy's here group invite somebody come and talk. Then his people will call girlfriend and say, Hey girlfriend, moon fast speech in bra. They want the theme. Then you write the speech and you give it and you go and read it. No. You just edit the grammar and put some introduction there as on politics. They want the theme. It's you see, we always see problems like oh if we sit down and think and think and think, we can win in this issue. You see your man uh, Captain Brukumsi told you. <laughs> tell, tell the world what he told you. <laughs> Tell, tell the world what, before I do my next interview. I'll come back to this. Captain Burukumsin, Sky interview, and he told Sky something. What did he Sky doesn't say it. Say it. Say it. Yeah. Say it. Well, let, me, let me end. No, let, no I want him to say what Captain Burukumsin said. were in Germany, <laughs> the only time that you will see a Ghanaian sitting down and thinking seriously is when they want to beat the system. <laughs> <laughs> The only time you see a Ghanaian thinking seriously is when you want to beat the system. <laughs> but quite a few. Let me read one from a nurse and then one from the way people are insulting. So my good friend Younger too says that. He says good morning. He says Sky is disappointing me. He says he's a he's a community health yeah. nurse. He says the health system is so suffocating, and I bet you I am leaving with my wife and kids soon. Ooh. I have worked for the past ten years as a community health nurse, and my salary is not yet two thousand five hundred Ghana cedis. The most annoying part is how frustrating it is just to get steady leave. This system makes me sick, and I just show up deceiving myself that I am working. That's a nurse. That's a nurse. Read another and one. And then this one is from uh, my good friend Sheikh Tofik Seenu, who is listening. He says. Why are we not being smart as a country on the issue of nurses? Ow. We are a developing country. Ow. And so if we can develop the labor force and can't get them jobs, why can't we train more nurses and send them out to the developed country so we earn more money? Hmm. Some kid then goes on to less countries who have MOUs with Qatar, Dubai, ah. Saudi Arabia, where they send them labor work. But these are no good examples. And so you are reading Qatar, speech, Dubai, Saudi Arabia. But his, his position on the matter is, he says, we can't stop the brain drain because our economy can't sustain us. Uh-huh. So we must formalize it. The ne- this nurses exodus is a this nurse issue is akin to football player exodus. Even we cry, we are at risk. We can't stop <laughs> it. <laughs> we the people sitting here, Charlie. Charlie, let me do, let me do my next interview. Like they uh, should put one for lawyers. Charlie, we will miss our lawyers. <laughs> I'm going to take a, a quick interview with the um, district governor of district nine. Uh, one. Hey. No, a couple of district governor uh-huh. of district nine one zero two. Winfred Mensa and then the district governor for this now I know to Victor Yawasanti for the Rotary. This is Rotary. Uh-huh. I thought you were talking about some American city. No, no, no. So the Rotary people are doing some um, very important thing. They are oh, welcoming okay. Rotarians and partners to their annual district training assembly and conference. Oh, nice. To be held at the Atkara International Conference Center nice. from April 11 to April 16. And uh, this year's event is on the theme Beyond Imagination. Imagine Rotary. And there are some very important guests from the Rotary International, the President, Special Rep, Vice Rotary International President, Nicky Scott, and others will be attending this conference with some very high-level speakers like Regional Minister Henry Korte, uh, Professor Nana Abba Apia Amfo, Vice Chancellor of the University of Ghana, Isabel Boating, partner, Abi and David, and uh, Nakiat Draman, Sam, an environmental advocate. So all these people will be speaking 
they'll be speaking at the the um, international training assembly which will be happening at the current national conference center so we've been joined by the uh last district governor i believe it is yep. charlie your your, your 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 things are long district gov charlie <laughs> <laughs> It's like I'm going to write some thesis. It is wild. But let me just welcome my my very good friend, Victoria Wasanti, to the studio. Good morning, sir. Morning, Bernard. It's good to see you. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. I see you having fun. Congrats on your, your latest appointment. I, I wasn't able to call you to congratulate you. I know you've been in that post for a while, but we are very proud of what you are doing. And I understand that you, you are the last district governor for the district. So you handed over? Or you are no, still no, the district governor? Yet to hand, I'll hand over. You're you handing over. So you're handing over to who? At the end of June, I hand over to two people. We become two districts, um, David Amankwa from Ghana mm -hmm. and uh, Jermaine uh, Tomega from Togo. How long have you been a Rotarian, by the way? Um, so, well, I started as a Rotractor when I was in, in oh, six. Oh. So basically, wow. Wow. Um, um, over 30 years. Wow. Because I've, I've been a Rotractor. But um, the senior Rotary, I started um, around 2005. So for those who don't know, a Rotract is the younger ones up to, I think, secondary school. Um, Interact is the younger Interact. one in secondary school and Rotract is university and, and the Rotary based and yes. the Rotary is after 30. So you, did you start with Interact or you just... No, no, Rotract. I see. Rotaract. So over 30 years? Yeah. I'm, I'm understanding. So we are hosting the 10th uh, Rotary District training uh, and conference. Correct. Tell me about that. What's this all about? Well, it's just an annual gathering of Rotarians uh, where we take stock, um, review what you've done, um, focus on our year uh, mm -hmm. to come. Uh, so that we can basically uh, size up what we want to do. I mean, mm. in terms of um, the areas um, we, we offer service in. Mm. So pretty much that. Uh, we also train our leaders and ensure that they they, they have the skills um, to, to undertake the things we do with our communities. If you know what Rotary is about, uh, it's about community work. And uh, we don't take it for granted that everybody knows what they have to do. <clears throat> so um, the name is a bit long. It's district training assembly and conference so basically the training part is exactly what it is the training uh, where people go um, to classroom and informal training assembly is basically all rotarians um, taking stock um, having conversations around what we've done what we need to do and so on mm. and the conference again is also about a few speeches inspirational speeches um, focus series mm. and like you said like we bring outsiders also to come and have conversations with us mm. and, then, and then get ready for the year ahead. But why is it important to even train Rotarians? Because... Um, because they are professionals. Most of them are... Under. Yeah, yeah, but you, if you're a professional, I'm only a banker. I may mm. not be a finance person um, okay. or I'm a doctor. I may not be an administrator. Mm -hmm. um, Rotary is a voluntary organization. So mm -hmm. one of the first things we need people to understand is that when you're asking people to volunteer, mm -hmm. it is a different ball game from your your former um, um, workplace and all of that. So that's always a very important aspect of it. Also, if you are going to become a president of a club, you have to understand the structure of Rotary reporting lines. Why? I mean, it's not for nothing that Rotary has, has been around for more than a century. It's, it's, um, there has a very strong governance system, and then you need to understand how all of these things work. Because if you don't have that uh, structure, that backbone, uh, you get it wrong. Mm. So it's very important that people know what they're about. How many uh, Rotary clubs do we have in Ghana? Ghana has 61 at the moment. 61. Yes. Um, the district, so the district that I am governor for is four countries, basically Ghana, Togo, Niger, and Benin. Wow. Um, Ghana basically forms about 50% of it. And, mm -hmm. and um, like I said, uh, we are splitting after me, and that's why we are calling the last one. Mm -hmm. 
um, because we have become too big for one district. Uh, basically, what happens is that when you become big enough, um, um, they try to redistrict you. So um, um, this is the last time. 120 clubs is a big one to administer. Mm -hmm. So we are going to split into two after my term where we have um, mm -hmm. Ghana as a standalone district country mm -hmm. and then uh, Togo, Benin and Niger, the Francophones also become one one mm -hmm. district. So mm -hmm. we, um, 1902, like you said, mm -hmm. uh, will become 9103 and mm -hmm. 9104. So with over 60 Rotary clubs in Ghana, what would you say the impact and the legacy of Rotary is in Ghana? Oh, phenomenal, I think. Um, I mean, you have to ask the people we work with. Mm -hmm. um, basically, uh, the way Rotary approaches its work is that uh, we, we define what we want to do, the impact we want to do. Um, I think the brand is basically more famous for, let's say, polio eradication, which yes. we have done for and a long time. Mm -hmm. And polio now, which we, we've, we've been at for since the middle of the 80s, mm -hmm. uh, worldwide. Uh, done a lot of work with um, not just um, uh, Rotarians, but our partners, mm -hmm. uh, USAID, uh, Ministry of uh, um, Health and all of that. So. Uh, that that one everybody knows. That's the brand Rotary that people know. But beyond that, we also do a lot of things. Um, mm -hmm. Focus areas include um, uh, uh, basic education and literacy is one key thing we do. Maternal health and child uh, health is something we also focus on a lot. Disease prevention is something we do a lot. Uh, these days, we also focus a bit on, on the environment, try to do something on the environment, um, conflict resolution and, uh, and so on. Um, and prevention of conflict and all of that is also one of the areas. So mm. whichever area uh, we want to play in, um, we we have done very well in Ghana, and I'm sure you can. I have been involved in many, many, many primary schools all over Ghana, um, um, as in Panaya in this region, Tetegu, all Rotary clubs uh, in Ghana have had very significant uh, interventions, um, mm. um, whether they are um, surgeries, uh, whether they are building schools, mm. whether they are um, delivering maternal health, uh, working All of with that. other partnerships. So wow. we have had a very significant... And Rotary been in Ghana for how long? Well, Ghana specifically was since 1958. Wow. So um, uh, we, are, yeah. we are more as than 60 years. As old as Ghana. Yeah. yeah, just a year behind. So this training and assembly and conference, who are some of the people we are going to see? So it's, it's basically about Rotarians. We have mm. about 1,200 Rotarians who are registered to wow. attend. So that's a huge one um, at the conference center. Mm. So um, that's one. But like I said, we then have other people who are joining. Like, for example, the president himself is joining us on Friday uh, mm. to give us his message because we partner. The, the president uh, of Ghana? Yeah, the president of the, uh, His Excellency Nanadu. Because you have your own president. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, um, he, he give us his message on Friday mm -hmm. around some of the collaborations. He's aware of some mm -hmm. of the things we do with mm -hmm. them. Mm -hmm. um, of course, uh, he will come with a few of his ministers that we work with. For example, I spoke about the environment focus and we work with the Ministry of um, Lands Land. and Forestry and mm -hmm. the Forestry Commission. Mm -hmm. So also, they are also involved and they, they will also be there. We'll be talking about some of the things we want to do. Mm -hmm. uh, this year, we also focus on female empowerment mm. and, uh, um, and and some of the things we need to discuss. Uh, we are bringing in some very notable speakers like the Vice-Chancellor of um, University of Ghana, Prof. Amma, um, who, who we all know is, is very... Uh, sorry, Abnanaba Apiamfo. Yeah, who is very, very strong um, around uh, some of the things that have happened around female empowerment. Um, 
We are also bringing uh, Isabel Boatin, uh, who is the managing partner for AB David, and uh, she's also very strong around that. So mm. these are people who will be speaking and they're giving us insights around some of the things we want to do. Amazing. So is there anything else people need to know about this event? It's happening from 11th to the 15th, and non are non-Rotarians invited? Well, non-Rotarians are invited um, to some of the sessions. For example, um, Friday, um, when we have those sessions, um, we will be happy for other uh, non-returns to do. Of course, you have to register mm. and come in as our guests. Uh, we also have a climax on Saturday where we have a few, where we finally have a party, if you like, uh, after the hard work and mm -hmm. say bye-bye to our friends. Mm. And um, that may also be open to some um, uh, of our sponsors. We know we work with a lot of sponsors and okay. partners. Okay. So it will be an opportunity to say thank you to them and all mm. of that. Are, and people like you are all invited to join us. So then this will be your last major event before the, the district is split. Yes, uh, more or less. We also have the World Environment Day coming in June, which okay. is also a very important part, which we are working with Lands Commission. Um, mm -hmm. I think they've announced already that there are 10 million trees to be planted. Mm -hmm. uh, we partnered them through our entire uh, 61 uh, clubs in Ghana, um, you know, the 16 regions. So mm. that will also be um, a, a major project to, to go through. But in terms of, yes, having a, a large gathering of people and, right. and join, join those, this will be the last one. Wonderful stuff. Uh, we've been speaking to the uh, district governor for district 9102 victoria wasante is a big man in ghana he's a, he's a bigger man in rotary but that place is a big man he's in he charge of four, four countries with charlie <laughs> no you're a big man and he's hosting a major conference uh, from the 11th to the 15th Accra international conference center where they will train they will assemble they will conference and then they will wine and dine i'm sure you don't need to drive far from where you are to see the impact of rotary they are all over in health in education in environment, in all kinds of good noble courses with over 61 Rotary Clubs in Ghana with almost how many members? Um, in Ghana, we have 1,700. In the district, we have 3,100. Super, super stuff. This is what we mean by doing, bringing change. Absolutely. Uh, this is what we need. So, shout-outs to Nanayao Ampim Daku. The man, we, we know him as Ashfoam, but he says Rotary, so we'll take it like that. <laughs> we know he's a fantastic way. Yeah, he's, been running, he's been running our Ashfoam moves for us. I went need some furniture, Charlie. <laughs> sort your jail some nice discount. No, Nana, are you there for? Nana, you do, oh, Charlie. Neta, if you can't see Nana, they run the furniture moves. <laughs> yeah. It's 8.42. So, whilst it may seem jocular in terms of what I'm saying about the the nurses and the health professionals i actually think that there should be national thinking days where we sit down and think about what to do you know as i was saying sky you know if we would if we would spend more time thinking because see, for me yeah in the, in the work i do when i so let's assume i'm going to mc a program for a donor agency all right, I don't want to mention the name. So maybe they are doing an intervention in something, some business thing or some health thing. I'm the MC. When they when they start engaging me and they start sending me their dossiers, I always tell myself, this is the product of intense thinking, careful planning, and a clear agenda. So nobody does anything just because we have to do it. So that's why I keep going back to speeches and what we do. So maybe we are doing something on, maybe, I don't want to use any country, but there's some government from some Western country is supporting 
women in tie and dive with some loans. Good. So they will say, oh, Mr. Avila, you are the moderator. You are going to interview the ambassador. You are going to interview some bank manager. This is obviously from a policy that has been carefully thought through. They are very clear what they want to achieve in Ghana with us. It will benefit them eventually. It will make it seem as if it is going to benefit you, but it will benefit them eventually. And they have carefully calibrated the benefit they will get, right? In terms of, even sometimes to the granular level of how much money they will make from the project, all right? And it worries me that for us, we approach everything as happenstance. Oh, there's an opportunity to go to the UK to go nursing. Citizens can go. Mm -hmm. uh, citizens are not supposed to be doing the thinking for the country in that sense that they will sit and say, how does my going to do nursing in the UK affect the GDP? That's not her job. She just wants to get a job for her kids to look after them. But somebody's supposed to sit and say, okay, I'm the advisor to the president on health. What is the strategic plan for health professionals for the next 10 years? This is not an NDC MPP issue. Yeah, so what, what, what are we, where, where does the Ghanaian nurse stand in the committee of nursing nations in terms of quality, customer service, in terms of areas of emphasis? That's question one. Question two, what can we do now so we will be relevant in the future, so we will not lack nurses, so we will not have unemployment, so you don't have to solve only one problem. As I always say, you can walk and chew gum, so you can say, we need a 10-year strategic plan to address unemployment, to deal with the excesses of brain drain, mm -hmm. but to also improve the quality of health professionals we have in our country all together. Mm -hmm. Then you call people and think deeply through it. You test it. And then you formulate a policy mm -hmm. that can then have relevant laws. But if you just say, oh, people are going, let's make a law to arrest. No. So the policy comes from thinking. And the thinking is from the aspirations of the people that 10 years from now, we don't want to have Two million young people who don't have work. And we don't want to have all our nurses living in the UK where there are no nurses here. So how do you balance the need for training and the brain drain? Think about it deeply and strategize for it. But we don't do that. What do we do? Call a minister. Take a speech. Can I read? Go to parliament. Yeah, yeah. Support our side of the argument. Whether what the, the side is saying is correct or wrong, we don't care. Once it's our party. That's it. Because the leadership is not really interested in development. I'm telling you that. Yesterday, Goffrey said something. The way that political parties strategize around elections, the thinking, the planning, the trickery, the subterfuge, the underground things they do. They want to beat the system. Good. Imagine if they said they want to beat the global system and that Ghana cannot be poor again. Ghana will be respected. If the same energy they used to fight each other and argue and insult each other and do all those conicorous things, they say, ah, Charlie, Ghana has to, Ghana has to survive. To, to apply the same level of thinking. You think we'll not be ahead? So they are not they are not interested in they are interested when they get their power, then they lose the power to do their own thing. I'm telling you. Because this nursing thing, we've said it many times. And you see, the reason I'm sounding like I'm joking is that this argument we've had it many times. And we've kept we've said it for free. That you don't even need to talk about preventing people from going anywhere. Right? See it as a competitive advantage. We will not do it. So the thing we're reading that they say the man said. He's just reading it. It's just English. They don't have any plan for any nurse anything. They don't get nothing. No, they don't they don't they don't get no plan. They don't have any plan. They don't have any plan for you. They are not interested. They are not thinking about any strategic nursing anything. 
they are not. They are not. Oh, they are not. Nathan, they are, they are not. So that thing, that thing. You see, so it, for me, I am, I am. You see, as they say, if I don't, if I don't water it down, if I don't water it down, I will sound too upset. That's why I'm doing the thing I'm doing. But it, it is very, very sad. You see that such a big opportunity. Mm-hmm. We won't do anything about it. We'll talk, talk, talk. Ah, read some one or two speeches. No, we'll go back. Mm-hmm. Then ten years down the line, you have unemployed people, poorly trained, cannot even be employed. Mm-hmm. You are not even talking about can't get job. Mm-hmm. The job will not be taken because they are not qualified. Yeah. Because two thousand of them were using thirteen burettes. That's the issue. So you let me pay my bills and then come back in. Since the discussion is about to move to another level, so Nathan, <laughs> t- tell us about the next issue. Yeah, empower yourself with uh, practical qualification in corporate finance, financial markets, and investment management including practical application in financial modeling. CFA is a globally recognized standard for measuring the expertise, experience, and ethics of investment professionals. CFA Level 1 eligibility has been extended to uni students with less than two years remaining in their undergrad studies. Get the right tuition support from Benchmark and register now at benchmarkghana.com or call 0277-511-315 or 249 now your favorite coca-cola is what you need to spice up all the occasions and so you have to get a 300 ml coke classic it's selling at five cds all others coke zero fanta sprite selling at four cds if you want more the 1.5 liter coke is selling at 20 cds and the same size coke zero fanta sprite are selling at 18 cds bring the excitement and fun to all your occasions and enjoy the real ice cold refreshment with your friends and family Creamy plus evaporated milk takes you back to the original creamy taste of evaporated milk and it's a great complement to your tea, coffee, gary, soakings, mashke and all your cereals. It contains all the essential vitamins, has vegetable fats and is gentler on the stomach. Find creamy plus in all girl shops, bachelor, total and other supermarkets in your neighborhood. And if you want to buy in bulk, call Less Farm Distributors. They are at Medina Ritz Junction on 0501-682522 or Grace has found us at Akoko Photo in Dansoman on 0245 Six two seven four seven. But, but I need to credit Sky because he's found another story. You know, so every, you know, every, <laughs> every, every ten minutes you pull first you pull something from some paper called the Vanguard. When it didn't work, he went to pull something from the uh, Ghana Business News. So he's pulled another one. So you read it. <laughs> so he's researching. He's researching about why nurses should not leave Ghana. So with this one, where do you find this one? So this one is from, you know, Graphic Online. Uh, they published this, um, uh, what do you call it? What's clearly is an editorial. Mm-hmm. It's an editorial? On, yeah, that's right. On an earlier story that they had published. Okay. Which editorial suggests that about 3,000 of our nurses left the jurisdiction last year alone. 2022? Yes, 2022. 3,000 nurses? Yeah, that's that year alone. That would be the least. That would be the least number. In comparison to what? Uh, in comparison to the real figures, a year on year, in other words, it's bigger. It's more than well, it's, it's, it's people, more than two, three, three thousand people left. Because see, this this figure you are getting is from a source from the Ghana Registered Nurses Association, right? Yeah. Um, there are some nurses who have graduated and haven't gotten their pin mm. yet, mm-hmm. or they get their pin and they don't even get employed because there's no vacancy, and they also go. 
So they are not captured in this three thousand. They are not captured in this one. We have at least four hundred nurses leaving every every month. Hey, four hundred. Yes. Hey, that's a lot. Four hundred. Bernard. Why well, you are sad? Uh, no, he he's, he's, he 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 is <laughs> Let me read one message for you. Continue. Bernard. Italy, Estonia, and Malta are employing nurses from Ghana. Just at our general hospital here in Italy, we have six Ghanaian medical personnel working currently. They they all got employed in 2021. I will try and get you her contact so you can interview her. Okay, let me add a couple more messages before mm-hmm. we yeah. go on. Yeah. Um, so this one says, I work at a health center. I work every day in the week, every few days mm-hmm. uh, to attend to, even few, a few days to attend to my family is a problem. Mm-hmm. If the folks in the community come to the clinic and don't see me, they send a report to the district health director mm-hmm. who will go hard at me. I should I live for my work to the detriment of my family? I had promotion two years ago. Mm-hmm. It has not reflected on my payslip. Mm-hmm. Resources to work are non-existent. I can go on and on and on. Mm-hmm. Good morning, Bernard and team. This is Maxwell from Northridge. Mm-hmm. So says that, why is Richard behaving like an Agama lizard? Agama lizard. Is it a crime to be born in a country where there are no jobs, no salary if employed now? If you want to travel to hustle and make mm-hmm. it, two people will make noise mm-hmm. and block the opportunity. So ask Richard, what does he want from us? He go blue alarm. This one says, he, <laughs> to the UK parliament. This one says, um, Sky, your argument has no basis this morning. I tell you that some of these health workers are leaving because they are angry at the system and the politicians. They're not merely just for greener pastures. Mm-hmm. Most of them are, are willing to work, but the continuous waves of corruption and mismanagement from the politicians makes them angry. Mm-hmm. Again, are these health workers not paying tax? Mm-hmm. Uh, Prince from Tema. Sky, bah. when you go to the Philippines, almost everyone has relative in the US, UK, or Canada. Mm-hmm. And their government is supporting them to travel overseas and work. Mm-hmm. Remittances bring billions to the mm-hmm. economy. Mm-hmm. We should be thinking of using education in developing our country and exporting a lot to bring money. Mm-hmm. Um, good morning, Bernard. Uh, the issue of the exodus of nurses has been with us since God knows when. Mm-hmm. It's about demand and supply and mm-hmm. how much you want to pay for the services nurses provide. Mm-hmm. How can you expect a parent who pays 8,000 Ghana cities bribe for a child to gain access into a public nursing training college to sit down and watch his child at home for years without working. Mm-hmm. Please tell the last guy that he should not pour sand into a gari. Mm-hmm. Good morning, Bernard. Good morning. I have friends who are now even willing to leave this country to go out there and sweep the streets in, uh, out there. Mm-hmm. The Ghanaian system is just a bomb. Unemployment rate has quadrupled. Mm-hmm. And our vice president says he has provided 2.3 million jobs. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Quick is not very they happy. They misreported. Okay. Uh, uh, m- morning, Bernard. Please mm. tell Sky that the UK is not getting, it's not putting a gun on any nurse who said to immigrate. Mm-hmm. With meager nurses' salary, my sister could not even save enough to buy a land that was worth 50,000 Ghana cities. UK is the way. Maniaco. Um, are you aware there are more Ghanaian doctors in New York than the whole of Ghana? That's not true. New York, pe- alone, this Th- that thing I saw it somewhere, but I am yeah. told that it's not factual. Yeah. It's not true. Yes. And this one says, mm-hmm. Bernard, I'm a lawyer mm-hmm. and I don't agree with Sky. Even those of us who are not nurses don't agree with you. You know the funny thing, <laughs> Samis, I was saying that I, if I need somebody, and you see, I'm making it ag- me and Sky just to for sake of argument, oh, sure. right? But I feel like the this it, it's painful because this discussion has been held many times. Several times, several times. Oh, yeah. Solutions have been provided, but it seems as if we are not interested in the solution. And I'm talking now as the leadership of the country. I'm, I'm happy you've arrived there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, final message from this guy. He's called Solution Klenam Agbozume. Agbozume. Eh? No, his name is Solution. 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 <laughs> no, it is. It's just like a nickname or something. Yeah, but good morning, Bernard. Thank you for your stance on the issue. Concern is how they are traveling outside the country and how connecting it with what's happening in Ghana. Please allow Sky to answer this question. Would he advise his sister to pay 
to stay if she has the opportunity to fly to the London as a nurse. My name is Solution Clenam from Abuzuma. <laughs> can you mention it? Can you answer that's, the question? That's personalizing. Uh, Solution Clenam. <laughs> See, Bernard, for me, I don't, I don't think there's, there's, there's anything wrong with nurses going anywhere. Charles guy. I thought you were coming to support him. I don't think there's anything wrong with nurses going anywhere. Much. You know, same as uh, engineers will go somewhere. And, and like somebody said, there's a demand and supply thing. Mm -hmm. And, and you know, I've been following the conversation mm -hmm. and it's beginning to sound like the UK government just woke up. woke up and took this decision last week. No, this red list has been there like forever. Yeah. Yeah. And we as a country has been on the red list since 2008. Okay. And so, 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 what we are referring to as a ban is not it's not a ban ban. Okay, it's to safeguard mm -hmm. our community, health community, if you like. And this is a WHO, um, you know, code of conduct, mm -hmm. which the NHS is drawing from. Mm -hmm. But guess what? The NHS, being United Kingdom institution finds ways to go around oh, this thing. I see. <laughs> they now will be the system. You see, they refer to the WHO uh, code of uh, practice, practice and then they find way to go around it. They say that, oh, because of that, and really, being on the red list only is an indication of your low density, mm -hmm. as in nurse to population it's ratio. ratio. That's mm -hmm. all it is. Mm -hmm. It's not because we are a poor country <clears throat> or whatever. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, they now come back and say that, oh, because of that, we as a country mm -hmm. or NHS cannot come to your country and then do direct recruitment. Active. But, but we will accept you, people when they you come. can <laughs> apply directly. Look at that. You understand? Look at that. Either two, agencies were very active in mm -hmm. this business. Mm -hmm. Okay? So agencies that were connected to NHS hospitals mm -hmm. will actually physically travel to... Um, the third world country to do the recruitment. Now, guess what? Commonwealth countries specifically. All right. And then do the recruitment. Mm -hmm. So now, when you are red listed, all they say is remove the agency from there. So it's people's own volition. Let's look at the marketing equation. Mm -hmm. If the demand is high, do you need a, an agency? Never. In fact, you don't even need to pay to an agency. It's even better to just the demand to. is already high, so you mm -hmm. don't need. So. Since 2008, when we were put on red list, mm. which list is reviewed? At that time, they had about 147 countries. Mm -hmm. it, they keep reviewing it. At this point, we have 48 countries or 47 mm -hmm. countries. Ghana is still there. Mm -hmm. But ask yourself, has it stopped anything? No. Will it stop anything? It won't. It's actually increasing. It will not stop anything because mm -hmm. it's a certain cycle of repatriation mm -hmm. of hard currency. Mm -hmm. The person that leaves Ghana, okay, we we also go, goes there and then creates a certain value from the money that is repatriated back into our economy. That's the whole story. Otherwise, we don't have enough exports to bring the foreign exchange. Which we badly need anyway. Which we badly need. So, look at me. My mother was a nurse. Mm. Was a community health nurse for a very long time. Mm. Guess what? Back in the day, no UK uh, 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 nursing, even nursing home, will not take a will, will take a community health nurse from Ghana. But mm. today, they are recruiting community health nurses. Direct. They recruit. 
they recruit community health nurses today. So, so it's not they, even just the high level like they oh I'm telling you they recruit community health nurses. Mm-hmm. You have agent because thing is UK currently has almost maybe eight hundred to nine hundred thousand nurses. What do you mean? Almost a million nurses. Yes, they have almost a million nurses. And how and many of do they the, have here? Of the million nurses that they have, of the million nurses that they have, only fifty percent of them are captured in the NHS. We have thirty-eight thousand. Ah, so where are the rest captured? They work outside of the NHS, but within the health sector. Yes. So they are not paid directly by the government. No, no. Yes, because there are foundations that you know there are foundations, there are other institutions, there. Yeah. Are, and then, know. and then you say we have how many? Thirteen thousand. We have 38,000. 38,000. Yeah, so uh, a couple okay. of years ago. Okay. Well. You, you get me? Mm-hmm. So what I'm saying is that they are just solving their problems. Mm-hmm. They have identified their reality, you know, crafted whatever solution it is. And the solution also requires that they import nurses from outside. Mm. Now, seeing that this thing weak, we don't have what it takes to stop it. We should now look at how we can benefit from it as a country. In fact, that's the reason... Kweku Ajimamenu tried to broker a deal for uh, the nurses so that government will be paid. Remember? They didn't succeed. They didn't, they didn't finish that thing. Because the moment you do that, you are removed from the red list to the amber list. Wow. And once you get to the amber list, what it does is you are supposed to stick to the MOU that allows country to country recruitment. Nothing outside of that, which means that if it says that every by the head count, every person that gets employed in the UK, every nurse that gets employed in the UK, the government is going to benefit, say, 500 pounds. It means everybody that is employed, they will pay 500 pounds. So you have countries like Malaysia, you have countries like Sri Lanka, you have countries like, I think, even Nepal. You know who are on the amber list so is that better than the red list i can't say that i can't say that i will measure it based on the volume of total repatriation that comes back into the country mm-hmm. because as a poor country as we are this thing has been significantly helpful to us this repatriation mm-hmm. because otherwise where were you going to get the dollar from Bernard, you made that. You made reference mm. to that. Three, almost four billion pounds in twenty twenty. And how much are we looking for from the World Bank? Three billion. Three billion dollars. It's the same thing. So it's the same thing. So I was just coming to the point about the amber list and So are you saying that the government of Ghana will be better advised to engage the UK government to structure of it? Of course. And of then course. See how that they can, way. That um, way, the government of Ghana can also hoodwink the UK government <laughs> to help us rebuild our nursing institutions. That's what I was saying. To rebuild our nursing... Because, you see, it's it's a demand and supply thing. Mm-hmm. We can't stop it. Mm. So let's play ball. Mm. But let's play ball not at our expense entirely. Let me ask you something else, since you seem to know a lot about this. Do you think... Would you say the same thing if this argument were made for doctors? It's or, the same thing. Because, you know, nurses... I'm asking because you nurses are different grades. It's the community, then there's normal. I don't want to call it normal like the green wears, the brown people, and then the white. So I'm I'm trying to say that nurses are so varied. But guess what? And they, and some of them can guess be trained what? very Better. quickly. They, they can yes. But guess what? Mm. About fifty percent of the nurses in the UK are just adult nurses. What do you mean? I mean they they take care of adults. What do you mean by adults? 
as like possible older people. No, you are talking about old people. Yeah, geriatric, you know, yeah, about fifty percent. The aged. Yes. So there are people here who may have been trained as specialists in um, those who do uh, theater nursing and all these things. Mm-hmm. But when they specialists. go specialists in so and so, when they go there, they throw all their specialists away and go and do any work. Mm. They go and do anything for us. Some of them live here as proper nurses, get there, and they never see a proper hospital. What? So they are going to they work, work in, in homes. Do you they, do they know that that's what they are going to do? They know. They, they, they don't look at what they are going to do. They look at the money. You are sitting here talking about 27,000 uh, uh, pounds oh. a, a year. I mean, frankly, when you hear twenty-seven thousand pounds a year, don't be deceived. It's not a lot. It don't be deceived. I mean, you can save if you live a proper life. You can save, but out of the twenty-seven thousand, out of that twelve thousand, definitely is for rent. <laughs> <laughs> and depending on where you live, if you live in London, another five thousand is for transportation. And then it's left with 17. 17 is gone, so 10,000 left. <laughs> utilities. And then utilities is coming. Mm. You are coming to food. That is going on. So I'm just saying that it's, it's, it, 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 people, still, people still make money out of that. Mm. But guess what? There are people who migrated as nurses and doctors to the United Kingdom, to the UK, uh, to the US, who are still living poor lives. I thought you said they should go. No, I'm not. I'm just. I'm. I'm saying that it's not, it's not that the moment you get oh, there, no, no, all no, your no, problems no, no, are solved. No. But because we can't do anything about it, we need to now devise a means to benefit from it as a country. I was asking if we we did brought this to doctors, you would say the same thing. Because I'm asking because see, doctors, it takes a longer time to train them. And the doctor ratio is much worse in Ghana than the nurse ratio. So we, we seem to need a lot more of them. And also, I do know that, again, doctor's training is subsidized, right? So I don't know if you, you would say that if our doctors are also living in the same droves they are living, the government should also just go and play ball like the way they are, the, the other countries are doing the government. Should there not be a more nuanced approach to the doctors just because they are fewer? And just because their skill sets are a bit higher. The the answer is yes, there should be. But the question is, do we have what it takes? Mm. Do we have what it takes? And I don't think we do. Mm. But you see, it's not new. It's mm. not new. Mm. It's just taking different forms. Mm-hmm. Look, the people who have worked in Kolebu will tell you that in the, in the 80s, the mass exodus of doctors to Saudi Arabia to Qatar, to Kuwait, um, to the UK. In fact, the UK wasn't even the most attractive place. In Kolebu doctors, proper doctors, that the whole hospital depended on them. They just left, went to Saudi, really? went to Kuwait, went to... Because they, 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 the system could can, not... Can Saud or can Fad hospital? Yes. yes. I mean, I'm saying my mother also went. Oh, she also went to Saudi, <laughs> to Saudi Arabia. As a you see? Did you follow her there? Oh no! <laughs> but I'm just saying that it's not it's, it's not new. Mm. It, the, it, I think the ratio has increased. The ratio has increased, and we are in a far worse situation to help ourselves as a country. Mm-hmm. 
you, you get me. Mm-hmm. But if you look at it, yeah, I just go back to the repatriation of the dollar. Because the need that we face today is foreign exchange. That thing is bringing us foreign exchange. Let's structure it properly so we can get even better. Mm. So even on doctors, you would say, yes, there, there has to be some engagement, but you still not prevent them because you cannot. Because we can. You cannot and prevent. The doctors, they, they, every doctor, look, every other doctor you know, a young doctor you know, thinking of is, is writing his exams or their exams to enter New York or UK. I'm telling you. I met a doctor in December at Kolebu. He was a specialist and he was like, Charlie, you is because of your show that some of us are here or because my mates about half of them are gone oh half they say so. and he said some of them are some <laughs> of them some of I them are doing like doctor doing the head of uh, department uh, and things the, you know? the, the food bazaar yeah i met him yeah mm-hmm. only last week i asked of him where is the guy he said he's in the uk oh, oh, oh is he on leave he said no he's going to write his answer so that he will stay there but you know this problem is happening in Nigeria as well, and you had, oh, you mentioned Nigeria and plenty. that uh, just to throw in something that Nigeria is trying to do to solve their problem and also meeting significant resistance. I think uh, it was on Friday or so that the House of Representatives, they uh, there's a bill that they are discussing to keep Nigerian doctors five years after graduation before you can leave, and it has passed the second reading stage. So it's entering the third well, include the consideration phase. Include Nigerian politicians too. Yeah. And some of the arguments that have been made just for and against mm-hmm. as for instance and some of the proposals are that they are, they will, once you graduate they will issue you a partial license mm-hmm. to practice. Mm-hmm. And then after you serve the five years you get the full license. Now there, those against are also saying then who is going to a doctor who has only a partial license <laughs> who well, practice? Well I think they are thinking. They are you actually know. thinking because see, so, the doctor who's properly so qualified in Ghana mm-hmm. may not be qualified in the UK, in the US. That's the reason when you go, you have to write another exam. Well, yeah, because the regulations and the requirements are different. Are different yeah. yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, Cuba, Norway, mm-hmm. they actually do what you are talking about, but in a different way. Mm-hmm. That you don't just graduate as a doctor in Cuba and then go to America. Mm. Would they have had any doctors left in Cuba? But what model? For us to what benefit model, from model, let me read a quote yeah. from the president of the mm. the PRO of the Association of Psychiatrists in Nigeria, for instance, Doctor Okudil Obayi. Mm-hmm. He's making a human rights argument against this. And if you know how Nigeria works, like I said, if this thing has entered the third phase, it looks like it will mm-hmm. go. And he says that um, it is um, it is very unfortunate. For anybody to think like this, very unfortunate in the sense that you are infringing on people's human rights to freedom. Even if the person was sponsored or trained free by the country, the country cannot say don't leave unless there's a bond signed. Look at it. Why select doctors? Every other person has the right to travel. Why should it only be doctors that should not travel? Brain drain is in all aspects. In recent times, we have witnessed the wave of people leaving the health sector, doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and all that. It is higher than what it used to be in the past. But then denying them a license until they practice for at least five years is not the answer to it. He says, we know the main causes of their brain drain and that they are large. Supposing one wants to look at what makes people leave the health sector, one may say services, salary, rewards, poor working conditions, general insecurity. And put into, he says that doctors have been kidnapped more than any other profession in the country. They have a unique situation there. You know, but basically, he says the government needs to find another solution. But the government also says, well, the House of Representatives, if you listen to some of the key leaders who are speaking on the matter, they are saying, well, we are going to get this thing done. I, wanted to, I, wanted, I want to ask something before you come in. So, Professor Peter Corti, your yeah. friend, Good. he and um, a lady called Evelyn Kwachi, mm-hmm. 
-hmm. did a study um what was the title of the study uh, the study is titled uh, the net it. impact of yeah the, the net benefit the of net benefit of migration the case of migrant nurses from ghana to the united kingdom good and the conclusion is very yes that's what i wanted you to read i wanted you to read the conclusion uh, okay. so they wanted to find out mm -hmm. whether when you put everything together someone is talking about the money they bring mm -hmm. so the net benefit mm -hmm of the migrants over what period this is from 1990 to 2004 yeah, they covered a vast period so this almost 15 years yeah. in their study mm -hmm. so what was the conclusion okay so let me read the, the conclusion. conclusion for you it mm -hmm. says that the focus of the study was to examine the net impact of skilled worker migrants particularly the outflow of Ghanaian nurses from Ghana to the United Kingdom due to relaxed migration policies of the receiving country. Mm -hmm. Now, the key findings from the study include, first, the majority of nurses surveyed in the UK were from three ethnic groups in Ghana, mm -hmm. namely mm -hmm. Akan, Ebe, mm -hmm. mm -hmm. and Gadangbe. Yeah, the three, three <laughs> <laughs> they were mostly married, and their spouses worked as doctors, nurses, teachers, or accounting personnel. Okay. Now, the respondents were mostly aged between 30 um, and, 45. and 45 years. Productive age. That's right. And on the average, had three, uh, two to three children. Mm -hmm. Now, um, a, a, a number of them had a graduated. A greater number of them had graduated between 1990 and 2005. That, I mean, that group. Uh -huh. It is therefore not surprising that the majority of them migrated between 2000 and 2005 to enjoy better conditions of service. Mm -hmm. Now, the respondents indicated that they were satisfied with their current job and had the mm -hmm. opportunity to upgrade themselves. Mm -hmm. Similarly, mm -hmm. their counterparts in Ghana were mostly female, mm -hmm. married, and had up to three children. Mm -hmm. Staff morale was low compared to their counterparts in the UK, and they worked for longer hours with less remuneration. So despite what you are saying, that the money will go into rent and things, mm -hmm. They will still find a way to develop themselves. They will still find a way to save money. Develop themselves? Go to school and do... But that's what the, the report is saying. Yeah, that's right. That nurses, when they are in... No, let me... They, let, they, let, yeah, they just school. read it. This yeah, guy right, is there. Right. I will challenge no, no. this report. No, 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 no. The respondents indicated that they were satisfied with their current job no, and had yes, the opportunity you, to upgrade themselves. Yes, upgrade. You have the opportunity, but do they... Well, that's what the study is saying. Oh, well, they, I will they doubt do. that okay, let, no, let, 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 let me finish. Let me finish. Now, migration has positive net private and aggregate welfare gains mm -hmm. and it was also evident that there was no significant difference in outcomes between liberal and strict regimes mm -hmm. since the nhs code of conduct had little effect on the outflow of nurses it must be emphasized that the aggregate net benefit excludes social cost ah, that's where my emphasis is I can see. arising from deaths mm. due to nurse migration to the uk i know you wanted to go there which results in shortage of nurses mm. in the ghanaian medical system mm. if it was possible to estimate this cost mm -hmm. the net social benefit could be negative why are you shouting no, no i just want to emphasize so that's obvious that's <laughs> hence the impact of rich countries' policies on poverty in Ghana mm. is analyzed in terms of its impact mm. on health outcomes in Ghana. Okay. Now, the study concludes that the outflow of nurses has had an impact on health outcomes in Ghana. Is it? And this is evidenced by the shortfall in nurses within some of the regional health centers in Ghana. <laughs> Although the aggregate population per nurse and outpatient 
per nurse ratios had improved between 2021, uh, 2001 and 2004. Mm -hmm. Now, this has been possible because of the increased enrollment of nurses to fill the vacancies created by the influx. Mm -hmm. In addition to the establishment of private nursing training institutions. Mm -hmm. For instance, between 1999 and 2005, the number of trained nurses and midwives increased by about 70%. Now, this obviously had serious implications on government expenditure and poverty in Ghana. Mm -hmm. Also, the upsurge in nest migration from the country coincided with significant increases in the infant mortality rates mm. at the national level. Mm. Even though most of the regions had had larger share of the available nurses in the country in the period under consideration. Mm -hmm. In conclusion, mm. migration of nurses from Ghana has had a positive net impact. Mm -hmm. But this excludes deaths mm. associated with out-migration of nurses. Mm -hmm. If one could cause the deaths mm. due to staff shortage, etc., the net benefit of nurse migration from Ghana could be negative and it can be concluded that migration of skilled labor worsens Charlie. livelihood, i.e. poverty. Charlie. I, I don't know how long it took to find this. We've been looking, we've been looking for. So I'm I'm initiating to to stem the flow. Yeah. You know, we'll take a break and come back and wrap up on this discussion. We're happy to hear from you if you have. If you can send us a voice note. If you're a health professional, I want to hear from you. Um, what about your work? Are we misunderstanding in the discussion, or what are the other dimensions of the issue that you feel we should highlight as we discuss this migration of health professionals? On the city breakfast show, it's a quarter past nine. Stay with us. Unleashing the power of relevant radio. This is City ninety-seven point three. This is the City Breakfast Show, the city's biggest conversation. The City Breakfast Show. Rise above the noise. One minutes past nine. So at long last, Sky, there's a message <laughs> that supports you. <laughs> Hello, Bernard. Human capital is arguably the most important resource to any economy. Oh, God bless you. After 20 to 30 years, the nurses who leave Ghana will be going out of work, and their children who were born and raised abroad may not have the level of attachment to Ghana to still be remitting back home. God bless you. There is no nation-building economic justification for allowing the export of human capital. Oh. Absolutely no justification. Oh, Even if it is true that there is any net benefit, mm -hmm. it will be very short term. Oh. 
Hashtag CTCBS. Thank you. God bless you. <laughs> <laughs> you go to heaven. <laughs> Umema has been struggling on the show today. Now, let me read it again. I think it's a nice message for yes, you. Yes, yes, yes. yes. So human capital is arguably the most important resource to any economy. After 20 to 30 years, the nurses who live there will be going out of work and their children who were born and raised abroad may not have the level of attachment to Ghana to still be sending money back home. There is no nation-building economic justification for allowing the export of human capital. Absolutely no justification. Even if it is true that there is any net benefit, it will be very, very short-term. Charlie, bro. Uh, can I read something from William Ofori? <laughs> Charlie is a health professional, man. Yes. For freedom. It's, a, it's, all, it's all about having a structured deal. Mm-hmm. In a structured deal, the receiving country pays a realistic amount to to the country to cover reasonable pay cost of mm-hmm. training mm-hmm. should not be one-off but annual. Mm-hmm. They should provide grants to, to support educational institutions, the point we made earlier. Mm-hmm. Then you have a system where after 10 to 15 years, they return to improve the system with knowledge transfer. They should be structured they should be structured there should be a structured system to make it easy to send money back yeah kenya yeah. has a system sending people to hospitals uh, no to the hospitality industry in dubai that's true mm-hmm. kenyans are one of the mo- of the most foreign nationals mm-hmm. in the four to five star hotels in uae and emirates mm-hmm. and then the philippines have done same with households and hotel room service mm-hmm. and then the cubans with doctors I want to come to Cuba in a second. Yeah. But here's a comment. Samez is spot on. Wow, he's super well informed. Where did he get all this information from? Here's the thing. In Ghana, you as a consultant will take home about £1,000. So, £12,000 per annum after taxes. Go to the UK. You take home over £10,000 monthly. Even as a junior doctor, which is where you start from, it's £2,500. So, it's not even a contest. So, in Ghana, a consultant takes £1,000 a month. Per month. And in UK, the equivalent is 10,000, right? So a junior doctor even earns more in the UK than a consultant in Ghana. And he's saying that people like you get filled up. But your mother was a nurse, so you, you, <laughs> the the system, you know the system. <laughs> the so you mentioned Philippines and um, setting up class of workers, Kenya, and then Cuba. I want to talk about Cuba. So how are they able to export doctors to the extent that they don't even lack? Cuba doesn't have a health crisis. I don't even think in COVID, Cuba suffered. Yet there are Cuban doctors everywhere. So, so then this is to the, see, the, the the gentleman who was saying that there is no economic justification for exporting uh, doctors or whatever. So how does Cuba do it? So do Cuba is it a deliberate strategy I, to export? I, I think their training is, if you like, more inward looking mm-hmm. than export focused, mm-hmm. uh, such that. You really, for instance, a Cuban doctor who wants to migrate to America will have to write every exam as if you, as if he were just doing the whole medical school again, mm-hmm. you know. So they have identified their problems, mm-hmm. um, you know, and their medical training is actually tailored to suit their problems. Mm-hmm. You, you get me? So that's why I was saying off air that can we look at a situation where we put weights on our problems, as in weighted, mm-hmm. and then see which ones we can handle best, mm-hmm. and then use that to restructure the, the curriculum of our um, nursing training and medical institutions, mm-hmm. so that a Ghanaian doctor can stand out as a Ghanaian doctor, or there's a professional pathway that you choose mm. 
if you want to do a doctor training that is global in nature, you pay more. Mm. Because, you see, it, it costs the government so much to train one doctor. Yeah. And yet, they don't live to, um, um, you know, receive all the benefit. Mm. So then, people who want to do that kind of pathway where the training gives you a world, a global appeal, you should pay more like it's paid in the countries that you are going to. Because if you want to be a doctor in America, Sky, how much does it cost? Mm. You understand? So we should we should provide pathways and say, okay, you want this this level of medical education that makes you a doctor fit for purpose as a Ghanaian doctor, which also gives you the opportunity to upgrade in a way that will make you give you a global appeal. Mm -hmm. That one should come easier. Mm -hmm. If you want the straightforward, the one that will give you access to other countries, you should start paying the money like they are paying in the other countries. Mm -hmm. So that if you finish paying and you want to go, it's your own palaver. Mm -hmm. And is this, this is health policy that the Ministry of Health must embark on? I think it's a conversation that academia and everybody should be... Should must get involved. About. Yes. Yeah, because it's such a, a big issue. If you say four, you say 400 a month. Yes. Let me do some rough math for you on the Cuban one. Mm -hmm. So I'm looking at their numbers. Cuba makes $11 billion from exporting. Oh, how? <laughs> 11 billion. It is oh, the yeah. single largest income earner of the Are country. Are you serious? Ah. So, Peano. Um, yes. Cuba exchanges, hey. Cuba exchanges doctors for oil. Exchanges doctors for everything. Hey. And why can't so, we do that? Here, you, hey. for instance, Cuba has a massive deal it's with not go for oil. Doctor for oil. Tell Brazil, Brazil, Brazil imports a lot of doctors from Cuba. From Cuba. In fact, recently there was a fight cry over it. Wow. So Cuba recalled some of it. So I'm just going to work up numbers for you. So for the Brazil situation, Brazil pays mm -hmm. $3,600 per doctor per month to Cuba. Hey. Now they have... Uh, hold but on. do they pay the doctors too when they go to Brazil? Yes. Now yeah. the, the, there's a there's a there's a problem here because the Cuban government is accused of using the doctors as slaves, basically because they collect the money. That's what I want. Yeah, the money. But is do going. the doctors get paid? Yes. But that's the money. That's the salary I'm telling you. And the government takes the money. Yes. So it's three thousand six hundred dollars. But that one, so the government pays you. No, 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 no. The money is paid. Yes, the government pays you, but the money is paid to the government. The government. Oh, but that one, the Ghana you. No, no. Man. The thing is that you either so, you either participate or you don't even get a job in Cuba. That's how it works. So here's the thing. So, it's only Cuba. Hey, no go happy for you. Ghana, you go start in Ghana. How many people? Three thousand six hundred. So yeah, but, no, but, but no, what Ghana, I'm saying is that they give you thousand five hundred dollars out of that. If my money enter government, it won't come back. No, you can, no, no, but that's the assistant. <laughs> so they have eight thousand three hundred. Mm -hmm. Then. So if you work the numbers, that's three hundred sixty million dollars each year. Three sixty million dollars yes. each year. Now they've done deals with Algeria, Kenya, and Uganda. Simple, mm. they are trading cash for the doctors. Now what Cuba gets, according to what I'm reading, is badly needed cash for its. Of course, I can go. We all know what the issue with Cuba. Cuba. Mm -hmm. the yes. US people know they give yep. them cash. You know. <laughs> and then here comes your concern with the doctors. Mm -hmm. So Cuba's monthly minimum wage is around twenty-five dollars, mm. rising to fifty-four dollars. So even in in Brazil, even with the Cuban government taking most of their salary, they are still getting about a thousand dollars a month, which for them is big money. So 
yeah, the government is collecting three thousand something and then giving them around a thousand. The Ghana nurses will not agree. Yeah, now and then oh, they go will. strike. Oh, oh they, they will. will. They will. That the government should be paid before no, the government no. will pay you us see, back. Bernard, you see, it's a, it's a it's a long chain of of activities. Mm-hmm. Talk about the cost of training the Cuban doctor mm-hmm. in Cuba. Mind you, medical education is free. Yeah. Okay. Medical medical education is free. So the government trains you for free, like we used to have in the past in Ghana. Mm-hmm. And then they secure a job for you. Mm-hmm. Which job, if you were in your country, you probably will get about 30% of that uh, remuneration. Mm-hmm. So you are giving to Brazil. And you, are, you, you, you receive at the end of the day, say, $1,500, mm-hmm. while the government collects 2000 you get me so i'm just saying that it's an equation that can improve but it's not bad bad the most important thing is to be able to structure a deal mm. and invest into the the training pro, pro you see yeah, that, that's the point. if we don't invest into the training then we are in trouble mm. we, we have to invest in it and the countries that are benefiting we need to lock them into the training thing Mm. So that they will become because they need us. So, so eight thousand three hundred doctors multiplied by three thousand six hundred dollars is three sixty million. So, how did you get your eleven billion? No, generally, hold on one second. Because the eleven billion is it's a lot of money for you. Yeah, because on I only second. have three sixty million a year. So, how does that work? from what? So basically, you have eight thousand three hundred. So leasing, yes. So leasing healthcare professionals to foreign governments mm-hmm. brings them in. 11 billion in total in total uh, so the 360 million is just brazil yes with brazil that's what they have 8300 doctors in brazil oh in brazil alone oh oh hey <laughs> but then what kind of doctors are they no cuba if how you can you have 8000 no cuba cuba has almost no, more on. than three times as many doctors per capita no how do you train 8300 doctors and send to one country Bernard, no it's not per year yeah it's not per year it's not per year. Yeah, but they are mass producing the doctor. Yes. yes. So look at the. Uh, I sent That's you. That's what they do. I sent you uh, <laughs> an article, general article. But isn't but train, can you mass produce doctors? Because, because so you have only two things. Let me tell you. No, no, I'm I'm you hold on, I'm trying to ask. Him. Is is the Cuban doctor the average doctor you have in Ghana? Maybe not. <laughs> Call them the family <laughs> doctor. Yeah, they are, they are generally <laughs> family medicine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I'm saying that maybe not. That's yeah. why I said that they are trained for specific purposes. Mm-hmm. You understand? And yeah, if they yes. have to cross borders, they have they to will. now uh, do the adaptation. And then, but generally speaking, they they are benefiting from this structured deal of exporting medical, uh, okay. n- not to their detriment, mind you. So they don't have a choice of doctors in Cuba. No, no. So you sent me something in French. No, no. It's actually in English. Actually, it's in in, in it's bilingual. So, uh, okay. Um, so if you look at the the the, the introduction of our, that article, mm-hmm. it tells you how Cuba has been able to do it. The title of the article is it's a general article. The mm-hmm. health system in Cuba, mm-hmm. origin, doctrine, and results is by Salim Lamrani. Hmm. Um, it's a 2022 publication. Oh, then I need to read it. It's a very so. Let me just give you quick numbers. Mm-hmm. Q. Uh, this on what they do. So the state takes seventy five percent of salaries. Ah, mm. yeah, percentage? seventy five. Because they invested in yes. the training. They have the current. They have. They currently have fifty thousand health professionals spread across sixty seven countries. Jesus Christ! 
67 <laughs> countries. Yes, 50,000. They charge for them all. Uh-huh. How did they do it? In this article, they said... Are, are they proper doctors? They are proper doctors. Uh, go to St. Joseph. Go to St. Joseph. Have you been to St. Joseph in Kofodia? Go to St. Joseph in Kofodia. Just go to Kofodia. Go no, to St. Joseph. because I've heard some people Who would treat you? That. Okay, that was a different country, not Cuba. Oh, they are proper doctors. I said go to St. So Joseph here. With your several, broken bone. There are several countries benefit from Cuba's production line of... of yeah, okay. so, including Ghana. Uh-huh. Is it as Africa, early Argentina, as 1959, uh-huh. Cuba made the choice to create a public, universal, and free healthcare system, mm-hmm. making the health of the population a national priority mm-hmm. and dedicating the largest part of the national budget to this sector, in excess of 27% of, of, of whatever it was. By focusing its health philosophy on prevention and on the family doctor model and relegating commercial considerations to the background, the island has obtained remarkable results, unprecedented wow. for a third world country with limited resources and under economic sanctions for more than half a century. Hmm. The excellence achieved in the field of health has thus you know, enabled the island to form an abandoned human capital whose expertise is now in demand around the world to the point of making international medical cooperation the first source of income for Cuba. That's what uh, Godfrey wow. was saying. This contribution to the emergencies to emergencies that occur across the planet and this capacity to respond to epi- uh, epidemics and natural disasters has led Havana to develop a health diplomacy unparalleled in the world and to strengthen the prestige of its health system. By making health a state monopoly, not subject to budgetary constraints, mm-hmm. Cuba has been able to put in place a strategy of prevention and fight against emerging diseases such as COVID-19, which has proved to be highly effective. Mm-hmm. Therefore, allowing the competent authorities to provide quality protection to citizens Mm -hmm. and to have one of the lowest rates of infection and lethality in the world. By placing the patient at the center of the health project, Havana has shown Mm. that it is possible to provide top quality services to the population despite the structural constraints. It means that people, as they say, before you are thinking, somebody has thought. Mm. So the, the Cubans have taken this into the next level. Cra. So why can't we do it? Yeah, and, and, I, and, and they I'm are training. To but 75% did a bit more than No, what I'm saying is that, <laughs> it, 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 it depends on how much the government but has invested in the training. Yeah, the ass is free, so. You, you, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but, but let's not forget the, something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Started in the point here, reading this article, seems to be that they ensured a certain level of sufficiency for their oh, people. Yes. Oh, yeah. yes. So the people have good access to doctors. Yes. You understand? By Before now, they now decided that, okay, let's expand to the world and expand to the argument world. about it before. Uh-huh. So let's feed our family. See, there, there's, there's, there's some because, history mm-hmm. to this because okay. in 1959, mm-hmm. okay, now Cuba had only 6,286 physicians for a population of 6 million. So that was about one doctor to about a thousand and sixty four people now you had a good number of them leaving Mm -hmm. at a point so that was when the government decided to put together this new policy of producing a lot more doctors and they did so based on certain principles like Mm -hmm. health being a people's right Mm -hmm. the health of the population is the responsibility of the state Mm -hmm. health services are equally accessible to the population Mm -hmm. health practices have a solid scientific basis Mm -hmm. Health actions have a preventive orientation. Wonderful. 
social participation is inherent in the use and development of health services and international solidarity will be a practice of the health services wonderful stuff would we'll read some comments i think we are making progress in the sense that there are examples elsewhere this is actually not as complicated as we originally thought and you can actually solve multiple problems with this so let's read some of your your mm. comments this morning okay this one says while i agree that nurses should be allowed to leave for greener pastures mm-hmm. the use of the word family is being taken out of context mm-hmm. i think sky means the nation being a priority to the nurse okay. instead of uk or us okay mm-hmm. so that's another uh, exactly. uh, sky party member <laughs> this one says one innovative way is for government to control the workforce in the health sector and register all these nurses traveling to the UK or elsewhere. The next move is to sign an MOU with the countries who's, uh, who are in demand sorry, for our nurses to pay more to our nurses, say £5,000. Each nurse pays £500 to the Ghanaian government and the country can make some good money from this exchange. Hold on. Why I think this is one of the most sensible contributions is what you just read is exactly what the agencies are doing with our nurses. I see. Exactly. The mm-hmm. agency that comes to take you from Ghana to the UK, the money that you are paid, no, they are taking about 40%. Hey. For, yes, and you sign for three years. Hey. Wait, so for three years... They, yes, they... and you, you sign for three years, you are paying about 40-40% to the agency. So hey. now the government now enters as an agency. You, you get me? So it's happening already. Wow. No, it's serious. It's 40. What is chop money? Who owns the agencies? <laughs> Why are you getting ideas? <laughs> okay, anyway. More comments. M- more comments. All right, this one says... Please tell Richard to stop talking. No, that was old. That was a long time ago. Now, now, this guy has got more ammunition. (laughs) (laughs) All right. This one says, please tell the government to find very proactive ways of sitting the UK government down to negotiate proper That's what we are saying now. Mm, All right. Um, A few, these ones came very early. Initially, it was Charlie. Initially, Sky was was in the crosshairs. It was struggling, Charlie. Mm. Ninety-seven point three CDFM is twenty minutes to ten. Standard Water has, for the past twenty-five years, been providing quality and refreshing water to quench your thirst. Our water is available in eleven regions of Ghana, and is still expanding to cover the rest of the country. We have sachet, bottled, dispenser-mounted water, customized water for your parties and social locations. For quality water, drink Standard Water. Call zero two zero two zero five five seven zero three. Or zero five four seven three three four three eight five. This advert is FDA approved. Uh, we are talking health, and so your health is important to you. Visit Vigdank Healthcare. It's a Ghana Health Service certified healthcare center that specializes in kidney stones, hepatomegaly, hypertension, fatty liver treatment, among others. They are on the Spintex Road behind the Standard Chartered Bank. You can call them on zero five four nine nine five one two one one or zero five zero two six six one three four six. We'll take a break and we'll come back with more of your comments. We thank you for sharing. If you have voice notes, you can also send 054 998 Send audios. Just want to hear from 
generally people who are in the system you know doctors pharmacists lab technicians nurses i have a few friends who actually have left the system <laughs> actually they are. some of them they will cause hey Aloski, you still think they suffer actually, they shout you know they make you look like that place they be um, and you know something else i'll tell you i have people who do uk and prepare to go to the us yeah so some of them go and take some exams and then they spend like two years and then they they move to canada as well you so know a when, lot of them are when 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 you speak to the people there mm-hmm. i i think they'll say oh why wow, i used to generally i think it's because things generally work better oh yes you know yeah they, you might earn a lot more and or you might get tasked a lot more but i think people actually there's a message supporting comfort. that yes so bernard sometimes the immigration to developed countries is not so much the money to be made as the convenience whatever you need you will find in the shop near you appliances are not as expensive as they are here nor is food and things like transport services Except. But how many people buy with cash in those countries? The, 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 the credit card. Credit. No, credit card. No, but let, let me finish the message. <laughs> At the end of the day, you may just be breaking even after taxes, bills, and so on. That is true. But life is much more comfortable than here in Ghana. Until you are 60 years. That is why people end up staying there for so long and can't even afford plane ticket for an occasional funeral. <laughs> Not to mention the relief of getting away from the politics we practice here. Listening to the likes of Brian Champon back by Nana B. But somebody also says yeah. we should find out from the Ghana Health Service and the Ministry of Health how many of the first batch of nurses who went to Barbados, Barbados. returned home last year. So the number of them have left for the US, UK, Canada and other places. The other thing we should actually find out is what is the government of Ghana's policy for migration of health professionals. If there is none, we can actually start asking for a sum because everything starts from policy. So Sky, maybe you can check that not today. If there's a GOG policy or even in any draft stage, because a lot of the things we said on this program can actually inform the policy. All right. So please, if you are, and it's a lot of government people listening to me, please, if there's a GOG policy, I'm not sure there is, if there were, we would have seen it. But if there isn't, or if, if it's in the works, Please let us know what state it's in and if it's if there's something we need to tell the public about it. Because I feel like this discourse is important in the sense that it is helping to shape what will be the reality for the next 20 years. I don't see this changing. I don't see <laughs> migration changing. No, no, it won't change. It won't so change. it's something we Unless should... we fix our country. <laughs> there's no country no, that has been fixed. That. No, fix no, no, but, but you know, <laughs> even countries that have been fixed that people still migrating. <laughs> so what, what we're saying is that we need a forward-looking policy on migration generally. And then a policy on migration of health professionals, which policy can then evolve as the market conditions change. And I feel a lot of the things that have been said, Samens, you yourself, Godfrey, can go into that policy. So if any of the government people listening have a, a, a policy draft or a, a discussion on migration of health professionals, please let us know so we can input some of these things. We'll come back with your comments. Stay with us. This is the City Breakfast Show, the city's biggest conversation. Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3, Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973, and Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973 with the hashtag CityCBS.
station that power relevant radio. This is City 97.3. But on a more serious note, I think that we need to take our professionals very, very seriously. We need to invest a lot more in their training and we need to make sure that they get the right level of training i still cannot take my mind away from 2000 students in engineering 13 burettes it's not good they will do two by four work let's read some comments just before you you hear politicians say how um how how they have increased the students intake in shs yeah. right? yes how they have uh, universities yes. have exported yes. to what end <laughs> when did you hear politicians say how we've increased the number of institutions that train teachers yeah that's the question no we'll give or them how we've increased the budget no we'll give them allowance training. teacher training allowance you see right the, the, the real the, the thing that will generate the quality thing, no. we are not interested sidestep the thing you are right. we are jubilating you are right over, over the non-essential so it's more like create the institutions that can yes. do Stop quality exactly. training exactly i mean why can't we do this go to, go look why you're traveling we mean because of heritage caravan once you leave the bono halfway through the bono uh, that side going up north vast lands Charlie. major communities Charlie. begging for investment nothing begging i mean go to the outskirts of tamale tamale yendi road tamale uh, borga road you know why can't we put some of these things there just to change the local economy charlie but there's a, there's a message here that is very disturbing this gentleman you know him he said bernard a lot more people are finding it strategic to strike acquaintances or marry nurses as a sure way to migrate to the us uk <laughs> canada and australia on proper documentation bernard the situation is very dire well, this I guy, don't believe that. This guy is a financial guy. Mm. So they are marrying for economic purposes. Yeah, I'll believe that. Because if I'll, you're, I'll that. you're... It means nurses are in high demand. Oh, no, yeah. now when you are going, they tell you that your husband is assured of a job. So your husband is your dependent. So, yes. So, so come on. Yes. <laughs> ah, but even here, 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 no, City, we, we found some. Come on. We don't say that thing there. We say that thing well. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> come on, let me go. <laughs> You see, but you see, the shall not identity. They didn't even know you see, brother, the reality, however, is that when you get there, because of the appetite to overwork, because yeah, local day plenty, yes. so you might not even find your wife by your side. No, when like, the weather, I, I hear that some couple and the woman and the husband they are not even talking. Yeah. because the woman sees some old people's home be way challenge. Because every single day, even when you should be resting, where he's also doing the same thing. No, come to challenge. Me, who can he be? They are looking for money. They are looking for money. 
That be the issue. Killing old people them something. We really need to institutionalize these relationships because look, like I said, other countries have gone ahead. Mr. Freud, William Freud, said he said he said that Egypt took this turn and now they even have surplus doctors in the system in the system because they train at least ten thousand doctors every year. Mm-hmm. You, you get me? Mm-hmm. So, if you go to the Gulf states, they are all over the place. A lot of the doctors you see, you know, every fit doctor you meet may have come from Egypt. That's mm. serious. Mm. So, they are exporting. Why not? Some countries are exporting IT professionals. Mm. Why can't we do the same? Mm. And the thing is that we, because we can't stop it from happening, yeah. that one. I want to play something for you guys. Mm-hmm. You know, our Western Regional Correspondent was in Italy mm-hmm. last two weeks in Palermo. Yeah, Palermo. And she came across, he came across some Ghanaians talking about Abrochirian Como. It gives some perspective to the economic summons did about 27,000 pounds, 10,000 will go here, 2,000 go here. And why they still go and do the things they do. So let's hear that. And then we'll hear from some nurses quickly. So let's 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 hear that. As the capital city of the Sicilian region of Italy, with a population of over six hundred thousand, Palermo also has a large Ghanaian community numbering over two thousand population. Inside me here is one of the Ghanaian restaurants where most Ghanaians in town actually come to eat Ghanaian meals. I have actually come to this very restaurant to just interact with Ghanaians coming here to eat on how life is over here and what they have to say about what they hear from home. We all want to come home. When we gather money here, although we are sending money to our parents, to our family and so and so, but how can we say come when we don't get good news from home? Like I say, we see here, when we look at our internet and sometimes we look at this, uh, this uh, social media, it's so unfortunate. Things are not going well. I think in Ghana, what we hear in Ghana. And that makes us all so sad here. Because Italy here, we work hard here. Hard working here. And when you get your hard working money, you just don't send money for your family and you cannot come home. It's very unfortunate. The economy, so the almost economy, it was too much high. Bibia Obetobia, it was sorrow. Bibia Obetobia, it was sorrow. Bibia obeyed Bia, it was Roto Octo, Adiena, Adiabetu no Maya, the Omotum, and she said the Mancamestra said government in Yede, and Yabi before said the Bea, Obia, Hubehahan, Say Crano, and no Maya in Timina no Mabu. What's me a noma against a befat one box with Timkas a hundred dero? Now hundred no man queer, except it's our cotton, and that's all the command made by Fasoban was our deco. Who can almost a Ghana pot, Sikaya Bejum. Says it can a dear Namodea or mine. Else, I mean, I agree yet. So I'm not corruption, be brainer costume, and what because the kind of module or portal sign echo or mine him echo office. Chroma be a travel post office. And to me, the mechanic said, I buy no or some mugina near who said, support no post office, no, said this kind of echo for being some. Oh, because the canoe who could yam away now the co office or the co office way. Answer I'm i 
ewo form kakradie but sanye no makɔ form ti empenu form to tunu meya sanso na Ghana be yi i therefore set out to the street of palermo to speak to some Ghanaians and those busily trading the president of the Ghanaian community in Palermo told me what he's doing to support Ghanaians living in the city. Any problem that is having, uh, any immigrant is having, when he comes here, we have the solution from the state permits to residence and then also to citizenship. Anything that an immigrant wants to have when you come here to my office, as the chairman of the Ghana Association, I saw that there was a need to open this office to help the community. And um, I've opened this committee since two years, and it's been quite impressive that um, gotten the getting the results, been able to get many solutions to much of the problems that the community is facing. So those were Ghanaians in Palermo. Yeah, Palermo, <laughs> Charlie. Wonderful stuff. A few more comments on this subject. Yeah, um, this one says, um, interesting discussion on the migration topic. I generally agree with the points uh, on the potential benefits we can uh, enjoy as a country if we manage this as an export resource. However, when it comes to comparing salaries of doctors and medical personnel, especially doctors in the U.S., you have to consider the huge debt they service as student loans for their training to become doctors. Mm. The reason we see the huge disparity in <coughs> net pay for our doctors who leave to the U.S. is because they do not have this debt overhang or overhang as their training here is largely subsidized by the local government okay uh, my wife is a nurse and what she takes home is so sad i always laugh at her that an offsider on a drill on a drilling rig on a mine who doesn't have a degree earns twice what she does what hurts after all the stress she went through to get a degree in nursing it was only 200 cds that was added to her salary <laughs> 
All right, Kwame from Laboni Center. Uh, this one says, I am, um, I'm an optometrist. I graduated in 2017. In a class of 27, about 15 of us are all working abroad. Most of us left because the system in Ghana was frustrating. We didn't get postings. We tried setting up individual clinics. The bureaucracy killed us, so we left. Some of us settled for as low as $1,000 per month. Relatively, it is better sorry, to work in a system that promotes and respects your craft. Raymond, who's in Botswana. Wow. See. <laughs> this one says, I think one of the questions we need to ask our authorities uh, is why nurses have to stay home after they are training for a long period of time before they get posted. I feel that is very frustrating for the nurses. I understand some trained nurses have to stay at home for five years or more before their postings are confirmed. Mm. And then Ekoando um, says, please tell some men what one will classify as poverty on foreign land is thereby riches in Ghana. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> they will go. They will go. They will go and do their work. All right. So I think the point has been made that we have to properly approach this as a country so we can increase the benefit for all. And if there's a policy document, let's see it. If there isn't one, we should be putting one together. Thank you guys for giving us a great discussion. This guy for your recovery. Yeah, 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 yeah. Me, me, I'm just concerned. You see, I'm not saying that. Don't yeah, patriotic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me, my concern is that look, if all of us are leaving, yeah. that's where your mother will be left here without a nest. That's where we the are. The last person go shut the light. <laughs> <laughs> That was the City Breakfast Show. Coming up next is Brunch in the City. And before that, City News at 10.